0: What's going on, folks? So, I have a lot of stories I want to cover today. Illegal migrants wash up on the shore of La Jolla, California, in a boat. Tom McDonald does a rap song with Ben Shapiro that gets a lot of reactions, and I think people are going to be surprised by my response. Donald Trump has been ordered to pay over $83 million to E. Jean Carroll. His lawyer responded, upset.
1: We will immediately appeal. We will set aside that ridiculous jury. And I just want to remind you all of one thing. I will continue with President Trump to fight for everybody's First Amendment right to speak.
0: Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz is complaining that a bunch of journalist jobs are being removed. Here's why I don't feel bad. And I'll cover some more stuff as well. God bless you guys. Dream Rare podcast starts now. It's the dream rare podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of dream rare podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And I have five stories I want to talk about today. First one being illegal immigrants come on a boat right to shore in La Jolla, California, which is right next to San Diego. Not too thrilled about that. Second story we're gonna talk about is Washington Post journalist Taylor Lorenz makes a really sad Instagram reel and TikTok about how the journalism industry is cratering. Here's why I don't feel bad about it. Third story I'm gonna talk about is the Ben Shapiro rap. I wanna talk about the reaction economy um, because a lot of people, I was skiing yesterday actually, I wasn't paying attention, I didn't have my phone with me. And I got back to my phone And I had seven text messages telling me, yo, this is so bad. This is so bad. This is so bad. You got to watch this. This is so cringe. This is so lame. And That kind of just shows you the reaction economy, why it actually pays to make a cringe song more than it pays to make a good song. You actually get more marketing off it. I don't think people are going to get the take or or, or expect the take that I'm going to give about that today, but I'm excited to do it. Then we're going to talk about E. Gene Carroll, who's totally not crazy. Apparently, I don't want to talk bad about this lady because she sued Trump for eighty three million dollars. So I guess we all just have to pretend like she's the most sane, credible person in the world. And I'm going to ask the question, are the judges and the court and the court process in those areas so liberal that they're screwing President Trump and or uh, is his top lawyer? I think her name is like Alibaba or Alina Haba or something like that. I'll just call her Alibaba. Uh, is is she like a good lawyer or no? Because it seems like she's losing a lot. She's doing a lot of podcasts. She's showing up, you know, looking hot at a lot of events, but doesn't look like it's going so well in court. So is it the liberal's fault? Is it her fault somewhere in between? We'll speculate, but I honestly have no idea. And with that being said, then we're going to go into a few other topics. Let's start with the one that is probably, in my opinion, I don't know if I would call it the most important, but this is just sad to me. I'm going to play this clip right now. Thank you, guys. Give me a what's up, Jeff? Give me a thumbs up real quick if it's good. I hit the ski slopes while just throw some thumbs up if you can hear me, because then I'm not going to see you guys until the end of the stream. Then I'll read your comments. Um, I haven't hit the slopes since like I was like 13 years old. So I went yesterday skiing and I was like, you know what? I just don't want to get injured and I didn't get injured. So I would say it was a huge success. I picked it back. Didn't. All right. There we go. Got it. I'll talk about my skiing after this is serious news show, folks. Calm down. All right, so here's the clip. Apparently, allegedly, it started surfacing, I believe, Jorge Ventura was circulating it. I don't know if Jorge, I'm sorry. Yeah, did I say that right, Jorge Ventura? I don't know if it's his clip or he got the clip, but either way, one, Jorge, great journalist. Two, good friend. Three, not as good as me as basketball. Once again, he he thinks he could beat me one-on-one in basketball. Jorge Ventura, come get it, bro. Appreciate you, my man. But here's that clip. So... I mean, I don't like to spend too much time on the negative, although I obviously do complain on my show a lot. It's kind of like therapy for me, complaining about all the bullshit going on in this country. I like the military, right? I like this country. What does it say that a boat like that can just wash up on shore in La Jolla? You know what I'm saying? And apparently there's Camp Pendleton that's not too far from then. Everybody was telling me that there's military bases over there. Like we got the military all over the world, right? Our military stationed everywhere. We, we're we giving weapons to Israel, giving weapons to freaking everybody. I mean, Ukraine, you name it. And we can't even stop? A boat washing up to La Jolla? I mean, this is a sad, sad day for America. It really makes you wonder. Like, I, you know, I'm not an anti-military person, but it's like, you know, this is just embarrassing. I mean, and this is just pathetic. And this just shows that, like, I'm not gonna say our military doesn't care because I'm not gonna blame the people in the military, like the lower brass and the brave soldiers that put their lives on the line to you know, preserve this country. But it's like, what the hell is the top brass of the military doing that they can't even stop a little dinky illegal immigrant boat into La Jolla, right? We're, we're in Israel or we're giving weapons to Israel. I don't even know if they let us put bases there. I think they do now. Uh, Ukraine, we're like you, you, we're in like 80 different places all over the world. Funding multiple different worlds what wars we've been in afghanistan libya iraq and we can't stop a little dinky boat coming on the shore of la jolla right next to our military like our country's literally being invaded and i'm not like oh my gosh be so afraid but that's just like an ancient invasion of our country that that's the reason we have military that's the reason i looked up an article because I wanted to make sure this was real. I saw the videos and I was like, great. Now this is happening. Um, apparently, according to Daily Mail, over 43,000 migrants have arrived in three months in La Jolla. How is that even possible? Is that even true? I don't even know if I believe it because if La Jolla got that many people and they stayed there, it would be easily recognizable because La Jolla is one of the last nice places in Southern California. Um, it's just you know I, I could talk about this for an hour, but I just want to put it this way: if anybody's out watching, their government, military, anybody, like what are you doing? You're allowing little dinky boats to wash up on shore next to military bases. Like this is beyond embarrassing. This just proves that we, our country, doesn't care about us. It's not that hard to stop a boat. In fact, if you gave citizens, I'm not saying don't do this, obviously, because it would be a Fed trap, but I'm just saying like it. I'm sure it's not that hard to stop a boat washing up on shore when you have all this technology and GPS and everything. So, um, wh- yeah, people said, where's the Coast Guard? Where, where's anyone? We're all over the world. We have technology everywhere. They're, they're tracking everybody's phones to some extent, but they can't stop a little dinky boat off the shore of La Jolla. It's disgusting to watch that type of stuff, and you really wonder where this is going and, and if it's going to stop because I know they could stop this if they wanted to, I can't even come back from a cruise without being like, you know, searched by freaking like, you know, my mom told me she's like, stop wearing that cowboy hat. I was like, "What? I look good, like w- like an American cowboy. And my mom's like, no, they probably think you're a drug dealer or something. Looking, I was like, what are you talking about? I'm just happy I'm coming off a cruise with a hat on. But <laughs> my mom told me that she, she told me they were right to profile me because she thought I looked stupid with my hat on and my shirt. I had like a Hawaiian shirt on, a cowboy hat. My mom said they profiled me. And my mom's like, they're right. You look stupid. I was like. What are you talking about this is this is vacation anomaly? I'm just here for a good time, not a long time. But uh yeah, it's like you can't even get through freaking customs, but they can allow that on the shore. Unreal. Yeah, my mom's my mom's tough. Like when I have my beard too long, she's like, Cut that. You look like you know, she's she's that type of mom. She's not like do it. She's like, cut your hair, cut your beard, you know. What I'm saying take the hat off, you know, to, to dress right, even though I was like, like come. When you come in, dress, dress nice. I'm like, okay, okay, you know, but I'm glad she's that way. That's why I'm a young dapper uh, man, you know, <laughs> no, just kidding, but uh appreciate her. Different generation. Absolutely. Okay. So that's that story. Let me know what you guys think about the La Jolla illegals washing up on shore right next to a military base and our, listen, we're all pro military here. Most of us, not all of us. um, Come on, guys. Like, that's insane. Like, protect our country. Our country is literally being invaded and nobody, like, gives a shit. Unbelievable. All right. I know you guys want to hear about the Ben Shapiro rap story. And I know people want me to hate on it really hard because I bet most people think it's cringe. But I actually don't. And and my reaction is going to be interesting. But first, let's talk about Taylor Lorenz. I know her because I'm just I'm going to be as respectful as possible. I got to be real careful around, you know, feminist territory. But Taylor Lorenz has always stuck out to me. One, she's a mainstream media journalist. And two, you know, I'm not trying to be rude, but a lot of mainstream media journalists are pretty hard to look at. They're pretty, let's just say, ugly. Uh, And she's not, you know, so she's always stuck out to me. It's not like I care what she looks like or anything. And that makes me like her journalism. And it doesn't mean I don't respect her because she's not ugly or anything. It's and it's not that at all. It's just she's always stuck out to me because there's a lot of there's a lot of goblins and gremlins in this profession. And, you know, she's, a, she's an attractive woman and uh, she's very upset that a lot of her colleagues are being, I guess, like job disappeared because nobody cares about journalism anymore. So let's watch an, a minute and a half of Taylor Lorenz, Washington Post journalist, very upset that the journalism industry is cratering. Boo hoo, boo hoo hoo.
2: The entire journalism industry is basically in a free fall. Today, the Los Angeles Times laid off 115 employees. They wiped out their entire DC bureau in an election year. They laid off pretty much all of their sports teams. They killed their entire tech and business section. They laid off breaking news writers, social media editors, the list goes on. But what's really dark is this is just the latest in months and months and months of layoffs in the media industry. In fact, tens of thousands of journalists have been laid off in the past year. Major media companies like BuzzFeed News have completely shuttered their news operations. Time Magazine also just laid off a ton of people. And, oh, Sports Illustrated basically shut down last week. Pretty much the entire digital media ecosystem that myself and a lot of other millennial journalists came up in has been completely hollowed out. And it's not just digital media sites. Local news has been obliterated. The newspaper industry is cratering. Radio is essentially dead, aside from NPR, which has been gutted. Meanwhile, hundreds of workers at Condé Nast, the parent company of pretty much every major magazine from GQ to Vogue, to the New Yorker, to Vanity Fair are on strike because they're also facing impending layoffs. Even mainstream national media outlets owned by billionaires like the Washington Post where I work and the Atlantic where I used to work have done layoffs. If you're a young journalist today, there's almost no on-ramp to traditional journalism. Even if you do get a job, journalists' salaries have been stagnant and even declined. And by the way, we don't make that much to begin with. I don't think people understand how bad the world would be without journalists
0: it's a damn shame for journals like me and journals like <laughs> it's like cue the oliver anthony it's a damn shame um i see people roasting her in the comment section i'm saying compared it's not about it's about the content of her character but I, i'm just saying compared to some of these other media goblins you know she's the anyway i mean it wasn't supposed to be a beauty pageant i was just saying like com- compare her to like you know tricia johnson you know writing about obese like you know white supremacy and she's like if you're under 700 pounds you're no it's like whatever jessica or you know whatever the other writers are doing but um yeah it's a it's a damn shame what this world's going to for journals like you actually it's not affecting me taylor lorenz because i don't work for those companies but sad to hear it's hard to feel bad because these mainstream media journalists they were so smug for so many years, they, I would say, colluded, whether they did it or their bosses did it. They colluded with big tech to act like they were above everyone else. Like, we're the trusted source. We get boosted in the Google algorithm. We get boosted in the YouTube algorithm. You know, it's like they artificially tried to leverage themselves over everybody. They didn't evolve. They didn't adapt to the new wave. I always said, and I'm I'm not sure who's done a good job. I would say more like the Daily Wires have done a good job of this. And I'm not like a fan ethically of like everything the Daily Wire does. I'm not a hater either. I'm realistic about the pros and the cons, but they adapted to the digital age. Um, Washington Post, New York Times, they haven't really adapted. You know, for whatever reason, for the last like six years, instead of trying to bring on new talent and hire new talent, like they have more money, more power, they could have been like, Oh, that's a good person. Let's pluck them. But they don't like talented people. Like they hate talented people. They hate honest people. They hate good journalists. So if you spend eight years hating good journalism, then, you know, and then you lose everything. It's like, well, maybe you should have spent more time facilitating the talent in this industry instead of hating on it. And now you're going out of business because you're not evolving to the digital age. People would rather listen to Theo Vaughn make up stories about people in Arkansas or wherever he's from. And, and I'm not, I forget, I think, is he from Mississippi or Arkansas or uh, Alabama? I, I'm not really sure, but it's like, you know, he's like messing around. He's like, my friend Cletus, and it's like, haha, it's like 5 million views. And then they're like, oh, Trump sucks. And it gets like five views. Or, oh, it's like, oh my gosh, Charlottesville. It's like How many times are you going to talk about Charlottesville? We, we've heard it like a thousand times. So you know, people would rather listen to like Theo Vaughn, Rogan, even, you know, I, I don't know, Candace Owens, uh the people at Breaking Points, whatever their name is, Jimmy Dore. He's a left winger that people like to listen to. Glenn Greenwald does a solid job, but he's like banned from the country or something for some reason, maybe the Snowden story. You know, there's a lot of talent out there and they, they don't like any of the talent. They don't like the left wing talent. They don't like the right wing talent. They don't like funny people. They don't like good musicians. They don't like anybody. So it's like they've hated on everybody awesome for the last seven years, use their collaborations to be above us, try to censor us and shut us down. And now they're going out of business. (laughs) Sucks for you guys. Guess who's not going out of business? Me. Oh my gosh. I'm not going out of business. How crazy is that? That's weird. I work by myself and I'm not going out of business, but you have billions of dollars in multiple you know, media companies and and all these social media platforms that have worked against me for years, taken away tens of thousands of dollars, deleted my accounts. And I'm still here. Sucks to be you, doesn't it? It's almost like doing things right stands the test of time. And uh, even if you're going to do things wrong, which I don't recommend, you know, at least evolve with the industry, like be like, okay, we got to start making videos. We have to start hiring talented people to do stuff. We can't just rely on like goblins writing articles about like work, you know, workout bros forever. And they didn't do that. So now they're all going out of business. And uh, (laughs) it's like, what do you want me to really say? The sad part is I feel like they've almost manifested their own demise and they've almost manifested what they didn't want to happen. Because even though I despise almost everything that mainstream media journalists do, I actually do think they did some good work and I do think that they are somewhat right about some people. And the sad part is the people that they hate are going to do a lot better than them and they're going to go out of business and it's their own fault. What I'm saying is, um, you know, they were so afraid of right wingers and people that didn't do journalism. And, you know, in many ways, I'm just going to say like they're right. Not about me and everybody, but there are a lot of people on the right that they don't do journalism. They're professional activists, they're professional fans of politicians. And I would say they're even more biased than CNN, you know, and I don't like CNN. I'm just saying like, there's right-wingers that don't even try to cover stories. They're just like fans of politicians. And the funny part is that was everything that those mainstream media journalists didn't want to happen. And it's kind of happening, but it's, it's not because like they're so bad and they're so good. It's just, they didn't do their job and, you know, they got out maneuvered by people that, you know, have a bigger fan base and are more passionate about what they believe. So I think if they would have done a good job, um, then I would feel bad for them, but they didn't. So it's like you're losing and, you know, you never were really good to begin with. I, I think the LA Times, someone was saying Bill Malugan, who I, I respect, I think he's a good mainstream media journalist. He works for Fox News. He's at the border. He seems like a nice guy. He said, you know, L.A. Times sucks and they're far left and a lot of them are trash, but they actually did do a few good journalism stories over the years to hold the city accountable and Democrats. And now all of that's gone. Like their investigative journalism, them, BuzzFeed, it's all getting wiped away. And it's a damn shame, as uh, our friend Oliver Anthony would say, it's a damn shame what the world's going to uh, for people like me and people like you. And it's like, yeah, it, it it sucks that the small percentage of journalists at your organization that did a good job don't get to work, but it's because 90% of your organization sucked and you didn't try to be that you tried to be something else and, and it didn't work. Uh, You know, I don't really know what to tell you guys. Don't feel that bad. Uh, God bless y'all. Good luck. You know, I'm sure they're hiring elsewhere. And I think in order to make it in the new journalism age, you have to be a star. You have to build, you have to learn, like what's new and you can't just stick to print press for the rest of your life being annoying. And if you're going to do print press, be good at it. You know, there's still people making millions of dollars a year on books. They're just good writers. You're not a good writer. There's still probably journalists making millions a year doing the little clicky journalism. It's just not you cuz you suck at it. So it's like, you know, in this day and age there's a lot of competition. Uh you got to be really really good at what you do. None of which any of these mainstream media people have any talented people whatsoever. They're allergic to talent. So they collapse. What can you really say? And on that note, I do want to kind of make a segue into this Ben Shapiro video, because I do believe that a lot of people are stuck between a rock and a hard place, not just mainstream media, but also like podcasting p- journalists. And then this goes into music, too. And I think it really relates to the Tom McDonald Shapiro thing. You know, people don't always want the deep story like sometimes. And I'm not making excuses like, oh, I can't do my job. Boohoo. feel bad for me? I don't care. I'll figure it out. But I'm just saying Sometimes you do what really matters to you, right? You're like, this matters. It's it's so important for society. It took me freaking three weeks to create. And you put it out and nobody really cares. And then you like just dance around. You're like, watch me whip. Watch me nay nay watch me dance like this. And then it gets like 10 billion views. And you're like, wow, I, I literally have to get stupider in order to get more views. Like that's the world. Apparently there's a song two people have told me in the last two days about this ice Spice song that obviously I could care less about, but apparently it's a big hit. It's like, you think you're the shit, but you're not, you're like a little fart. And it's like, what, you know, but like I come out with a song and I'm like, I'm a thought leader. I'm not, you can it. And I'm like, you know, and it's like, I just farted in my pants. And people were like, oh, the fart song. Let me do a TikTok reel to that. It's like, so the point I'm making with journalism is like, it's not always like high level stuff that sells. And I'm not complaining like, oh, feel, go stream my music. I don't like, I'll get the streams when I want the streams. But it's like, you know, when people listen, but it's like, you think you're the shit. You're not, you're a little fart. Like, what is this? The 10,000th like poop pun in like, this is not the first poop pun in rap music before but it's like it's a line that's been said a thousand times and someone took it and just made it dumber and stupider and less like impressive and that's the big scoop it's like you're not the shit you're a little fart get it you're like, it's like can we not rap, are we so are we out of lyrics do we do we need a dictionary here we're we, are we running out of words we gotta call people farts now it's like what are we five years old again so you know to relate the before i get into the tom mcdonald like I'm sure a lot of mainstream media journalists, they kind of got stuck, you know, because like if they cracked a, a story that mattered, no one cared. But if they were like Trump fell downstairs and then it got a lot of views or like Trump, you know, led his people to January 6th record profits. So I think everyone's having trouble, not just the mainstream media. And once again, I don't feel bad for them. I'm just saying they're part of the problem everyone's like, doesn't, you know, it's, it's hard to be ethical. It's hard to be like say important things. No one cares. Like, you know, it's like literally making fart jokes and covering Trump, like taking a piss on a golf course gets more views than like a journalistic Glenn Greenwald story. Glenn Greenwald's like, Hey, I just uncovered something about a corrupt dictator in another country that could save the world. And everyone's like, shut up, Glenn Greenwald, you know, gay. And then it's like, Trump took a piss at Bedminster golf course and they're like, what? And it gets like 10 million views. That's just kind of how it works. So I think everyone's scrambling. Mainstream media couldn't figure out what to do, but everyone's like, what do I cover? Like no one cares about anything anymore. Like you're better off doing something really dumb and stupid (laughs) than you are something that matters. Like, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not blaming you. I'm not gonna blame the kids. I've already blamed boomers enough and, and we love boomers out here. We love boomers that are booming beyond boomers. We love great-grandmas, great-great-grandmas, grandmas, grandmas, grandpas. You know, we're boomer fanatics out here, so we're not going to speak bad about them today. But whose fault is it? I don't know. Blame Gen Z. You could blame the rap industry, but, uh, you know, everybody's just trying to get clicks, and sometimes the most important ethical stuff is not what people want to click on. They want to click on drama. They want a good Kardashian. Speaking of which... I was skiing yesterday and I haven't skied in 20 years I don't want to talk about it too much because this is a serious news show We're not, it's not about it's not about what did anomaly do on Saturday I could write a book about it but I get back from the ski slope right I didn't bring my phone I took like a six hour break it was maybe longer and I I have all these text messages and messages right and everybody sent me the same thing yesterday it was yo Check out this Ben Shapiro rap. Oh my gosh. Check out this new Tom McDonald's song. Ben Shapiro sucks. Ben, This is so lame. Tom McDonald's such a shill. Ben is so cringe. I would say seven people sent me that song and not a single one of them actually liked the song. So before we even talk about the song or Ben Shapiro or Tom McDonald's, what does this tell you about the marketing of the song? If Tom McDonald would have dropped a song with Tech Nine, who's actually like a talented rapper, nobody would have really cared. I mean, Tom probably would have hit number one on. He's got a great built it. Like he's probably the best rapper when it comes to marketing. Like I, you know, let's let's get into the rap after. I want to talk about the marketing aspect. He's probably the best independent rapper when it comes to marketing. Like he kills it. Everything he does, he always can figure out how to get sales, hit the charts, make it relevant. He's very good at packaging. A gimmick and a whole kind of like movie within a song and a concept. And I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying he's good at it. Um, you know, he got seven people to send me the song, and none of them like that. So, you know, does he not know that? I think he knew that. I think he absolutely knew putting Ben Shapiro on a song would be bigger than collabing with a big artist. Why? Uh, ben Shapiro hates rap music he, he said he doesn't even think it's real music um, Ben Shapiro is a news host he's popular and unpopular millions of people love Ben Shapiro millions of people hate Ben Shapiro millions of people love to hate Ben Shapiro millions of people hate to love B- Ben Shapiro and millions of people love to love Ben Shapiro so putting out a rap song with him who doesn't rap makes people react we not only live in an attention economy, someone said we don't care, then click the X button, dude, being like drunk on YouTube, like typing in all caps, like it's just weird, bro. Just click another video then. But um, we live in not just an attention economy, but we live in a reaction economy. Either you're creating something that people react to, or you're reacting to other people's creation. And that's just the world we live in. I think Something that blew my mind about uh, Oliver Anthony, it's a damn shame, world's gone too. For people like that song, it created a moment. He just changed the fabric of reality and everybody was reacting to it. Most people loved it. Most people thought it was really deep. A lot of people didn't like it. They thought he was corny or they thought he was a plant. You know, He, he had weird political views or whatever. Um, But he created the moment. And then everybody reacted around that moment. And you don't see that very often for independent artists. It's not easy to create a moment. And it's not it's especially uneasy. Oliver Anthony, I would say, did it in an even more difficult manner because he created a moment that most people actually liked. It wasn't like a gimmick like, oh, look at Ben Shapiro. Ha ha ha. It was like a song that like made people cry. And I'm not saying you liked it, but a lot of people did. I did the first time I heard it. I was like, that's I get it, I see why it's big. I'm like, this guy, he, he cracked the matrix. So that's what's happening here. It's like, you know, you either create something that people react to or you react to things that other people create. And Tom, he probably knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, if I put Ben on a song, it's gonna blow up because there's gonna be just as many people hating on it than liking it. And I'm not blaming you and I'm not blaming, people are saying effing lame. I don't like, I didn't even listen to the song to be honest, I don't. I You know, but I'm going to get into that in a second. I'm not saying I even like the song. I didn't, but I'm not a hater. And I I guess I just understand the way the world works where it's like, why do you think people like to hate more than they like to love Sometimes, Like, I don't I can't think of a single time, maybe Oliver Anthony, but even that wasn't as like viral as quickly, not on the Internet, but like to my text messages, like I don't think eight people texted me Oliver Anthony when it came out, but I got it. I saw it a bunch of times. Eight people texting me about Tom McDonald's. No one, no one has come together to text me the same song, ever in the last ten years. Like it, my friends don't all text me the same song at the same time. Nobody cares about music that way. It's not 2009 when like a rapper drops a new song. Yo, you got to hear this new Kendrick Lamar song. Like those days are gone. Um, it's fascinating that he was able to create a marketing moment like that, and it was off people hating it. You know. <laughs> it just shows you people like to hate sometimes more than love. And I'm not blaming people. It's just that's the music era we live in. Like I make music, right? I have my biggest song has like maybe like 4 million streams or around there. I have tens of millions of streams. I've done shows like I, I do music. I would obviously like some songs to get more views. It's not like I'm desperate for it, but why wouldn't you? You know, it's like if it's like if my video's got like a million views, and then it got five million views. I'm not mad; it got more. It's it's good, right? It, everything about it's good, except for maybe like the attention can be negative sometimes on certain things. But um, when it comes to music, like when I make a new song, I understand the world we live in. Like I made a new song recently called "Working Class Boy," and uh, I didn't do a music video for it, so that that obviously hurt its like virality. And I knew that, but I just made it for me and for my my fans and for people that you know to for like working class kids coming up. It was supposed to be an anthem, but I almost knew deep down in my heart, I knew it wasn't going to go like viral viral because why do things go viral nowadays? They make good dance videos. They make good TikToks. They make good Instagram reels. Think of the independent songs that have blown up in the last five years in rap. I could name them all because there's not that many. Uh, everybody else is on a major label like Jack Harlow goes, you know, but he's on a major label. He's he's good, but he's he signs. Uh, it's Tom McDonald, Bryson Gray, um that's really it you know the let's go brandon that one guy who made it and then bryson remade it a uh, loza alexander like let's go brandon uh, dax is another one people mention um let's go brandon blew up because it was like a political gimmicky song you know what i'm saying And i'm not knocking it like the loza song was cool i liked bryson's version but it was like, let's go brand. And everyone's saying that. So then rappers make a song and it blows up because it's a political phrase that's already known. And it's like a built in gimmick that everybody's like pushing. And then you had the boycott target song, uh, Nick Natoli. And I forget who else was on that song that blew up. Cause they, I forget what, tar- what did target do? They had like trans kids clothes or, or something along those lines. So they're like, let's boycott target. So then it blows up. And then you have like, uh, you know, uh, Tom McDonald, even when he doesn't have Ben Shapiro, he makes songs that are like, you know, there's only two genders. I'm white. Don't hate me. I'm white. You know, and it's like, like, I'm, I I used to really like Tom McDonald. I, it's not like I dislike him because I think he's a genius. Um, I think he, I think he's a genius marketer and I think he's a genius artist, but uh, just, he's not on my playlist anymore. And And this is not me being hateful. It's just, he's done the same thing so many times. I'm just tired of it. Like it keeps working though. So it's like, if it doesn't, If it's if it's working, why stop doing it? But it's like he's made the same song like fifty times, and no one seems to notice. You know, he's just like I'm white. And the first time I heard it, I was like, "Yo, white boy" or whatever. I'm like, "That's a dope song." It's a white kid that doesn't hate himself. And then he made it like fifty times, and it's like, I guess some people haven't heard it, or they want to hear the same thing over and over and over again. And like even the lines in the Ben Shapiro song, like he's how many? I don't know. Like how many times are you gonna rap on, on the same topic with the same flow with the same stuff and the same concepts? But like at the same time, like it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I think he's like a marketing genius. It's like, why would I not keep doing this? Like keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. He's got good videos. He's got good lyrics, good production and same topic. You know, like I'm white, I'm conservative, like there's two genders. And, you know, it's uh, it's just like keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So. You know, marketing wise, I think he's a genius. I think it worked perfectly. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows Ben can't rap well and that's that's part of why it's shareable. If Ben could rap good or if someone else could rap better than Ben and it wasn't Ben, it would get less views. People love to hate. People love to share things. People love to react. Tom McDonald knows that. And before I get into what I think about the actual song, um, I saw someone post like they thought it was suspicious, right? They, they were like, oh, as soon as Tom McDonald put up this song, everybody reacted to it. They were almost trying to imply that like Tom was up to something like and, and, and it wasn't organic. But here's the thing. If you follow Tom McDonald for years, he's really popular. When he says he has a big song, it's almost always going to be really big. He's done this multiple times. He always goes viral. He's got great production, great visuals. Like everything is on point and, and it just breaks the internet often. this is not the first time he's done it to this level, although this might be bigger. Um, so people make reaction videos because they know if they can get their reaction video as soon as Tom drops it, they can get a lot of views on their channel. You know, so it's like as soon as he drops it, you make the reaction video and you get 50, he gets 3 million views, you get 100,000 Video views off just a reaction video, then you get 50,000 views. It's like Tom has made a built in economy, he's made his own reaction economy. I'm gonna drop this really good visual, I'm gonna drop this topic. You're gonna say what you think about it, whether you like it or not, and we're all gonna get rich off it. Like he's he's killing it when it comes to marketing, branding, independent music, uh, hitting the charts. Tom is just like flawless execution he's got I think his wife or his girlfriend who makes the video she's very talented too everything's in-house he's got it made in the shade and he's he's got the formula down and he just keeps doing it with or without Ben and that's why I'm just letting people know that's why people react there's no in my view conspiracy about oh it's not real it's real it's just it's the rate it's the same reason when like Trump does something and the left reacts it it, it's like a economy like trump is this an economy in that way like he's almost like the trump of independent rap Where like if trump does something the left hates it the right likes it the right sells merch the left cries and both fundraise it's like the center of the universe is donald trump and everyone's just grifting off it or trying to make a buck off it um you know it is what it is it's the same with tom he does that with independent music and it's brilliant as far as the song like i said you know i'm not a fan of ben shapiro um I don't, I don't like his politics. I don't like his news analysis. I think he's a phony, but he's, you know, he could be charming and intelligent when he's on the right topic. I don't like have a seething hate for Ben Shapiro. I do think he's sneaky though, but, um, you know, it's, it's a win for him. Well, what could you really say? He's not a rapper. He hates rap. He thinks it's not real music and he's going to hit the charts. They might hit the top 100 charts with that. So like, that's a massive win for Ben Shapiro. It's made him like relevant in a genre he doesn't even like. And, uh, you know, like you get put on a song, it's not even what you really do, and it gets huge. Like, yeah, it's a massive W for Ben Shapiro. Like, nothing, nothing bad for him there. A lot of people are saying with Tom McDonald. There, I think some people are saying, uh, "Oh, that's corny." Like he sold out, and it's like, I, you know, he's been who he is. I don't think I don't, I've never. I realized years ago, like Tom McDonald is not who I want him to be. He's himself, and I, like. I read a Rolling Stone interview where he was like wearing a mask during COVID and he made the interviewer wear a mask and he thought it was lame to make songs about Kyle Rittenhouse. So it's like, I don't really think Tom McDonald is who people think he is. And I'm not hating on him. I don't I think he's a marketing genius and I think he's a great rapper, but um, I think conservatives think he's like one of them, and I think he's like I'm not going to say an opportunist, but I think he's like a branding genius. So it's like he's in his house wearing a mask, like saying, Kyle, you shouldn't make songs about Kyle Rittenhouse. Yet he's coming out here like, I'm white, I'm conservative. And like boomers are like, take my money, take my money, you know? So I'm not saying he's fake, but it's like, I I would never thought he would be making a reporter wear a mask. And, you know, like he, he doesn't like songs about Kyle Rittenhouse, but he makes songs with Ben Shapiro. So you know, I think he's just like a master marketer and I'm not even sure who he is. Is he, is he like super conservative? Maybe, but he might not be, you know what I'm saying? Like you think he is because he makes all this music, but he might, he might be just seeing an opportunity and, and striking gold. Um, He's Canadian. So he might be like a Canadian conservative. You know how they are up there. Like the, cons- the conservatives are more liberal in Canada just naturally because it has a different dynamic. So he might be like a Canadian conservative where he's white. He doesn't hate himself. Uh, You know, he's like kind of conservative, but he's also like kind of liberal because he's like, you know, he might be that type of person. Someone said jelly much. I'm literally giving him props. If I was jealous, I'd be like, it sucks. I hate him. But I'm literally like he's a marketing genius. He's good at rapping. And, you know, it's just as far as like ben shapiro rapping i would never put that on my playlist i thought it was corny but like i get why he did it if i was being jealous and hateful i could have just shit on it the whole time i literally spent 95 percent of this entire uh analysis complimenting him and saying that i thought it was like a really smart move and his haters are elevating his music but no I, you know it's it's an interesting concept i i'm not gonna say like he's like trump because he's not but i see the similarities of like You know, Trump says the same five things over and over and over again, and I'm tired of it. But but it works. You know, if it's not broken, why why fix it? So uh, I think that's like with him. I liked his music like years ago, and I uh, I, when I first heard him, I thought it was very uh, just like honest music. I like the lyrics, I like the content. But then it's like you know, 15 songs later, I just I felt like I obviously if you believe these things or if you say you believe these things. It's going to be all like you're going to have similar content if that's what you believe. But I just felt like I like once I heard that white boy song and like the I'm like conservative song or whatever, I just felt like um. he's made the same song like a 100 times. So but but why stop if people like it? Like, I'm not going to put it on my playlist, but I'm not going to sit around and hate on it. It's like he knows how to get attention. He knows how to hit number one and, and God bless him. Um, Someone said you're simping for Canadians when I talk, I guess everyone hears what they want to hear. Like some people think I'm simping for him. Some think people think I hate, I'm hating him. Like, why is it? I could, I could say something down the middle and then everyone just makes up their own thing. I'm not simping for Canadians. I'm just, I'm, analy- I'm an analyst. I'm not a hater. I'm not sitting here to t- like cry about like, he's not like, you know, he's not hurting me or anything. It's like this, his music it is what it is. Uh, not simping for Canadians. I'm just saying their politics are further left than American politics. Like the conservative party in Canada is not as conservative as the American conservative party at least pretends to be. So that's not simping. That's just like honest. That's how it is. I, I'm not Canadian. I'm not, I'm not a Canadian conservative. I'm literally just saying what I think they are, but I'm not, and that's not everyone. Um, and when it comes to music and stuff, I mean, I want to end on this note cuz it's not just Tom. I mean I once again I think it was a brilliant execution of a of a like a gimmick to use Ben Shapiro and it, it worked to perfection. You think he thinks that Ben Shapiro is as good as a rapper as like Kendrick Lamar? Everyone knows it's Ben Shapiro. Like th- that was the gimmick and it worked to perfection. He knows what he's doing. He'll keep doing it and he'll continue to have success. I wish him luck. Um on that note, as a musician, you you can't sit and play the victim and be like, "Oh no, that's just how it is." Like if you If you want to get a lot of views, you got to figure out how to make something that makes people react to you. It's just the truth. Whether it's good or bad or yes or no, there's pros and cons to everything. It's like if you make a song that people don't care about, nobody's going to listen to it. If you make a good song, but you don't know how to market it, nobody's going to hear it. If you make a great song, but it doesn't have like an angle to dance to or to react to, then then it's not going to work. So, I knew working class boy was not going to be that big because it's not that type of song. But it's like, you know, if I really want to get that type of attention, I got to do I have to do something different, you know, and I'm not this is not me complaining. It's just it just is what it is for me. I don't make all my money with music, so I don't I don't need a hit or else I'm going to go out of business or something like I made that song purposely the way it was. And I like, you know, I, I hopefully it'll be timeless and inspire a lot of working class kids. But when it comes to when it comes to like, if I wanted to get like 20 million streams on a song, I think I have to make a gimmick like I, you know, and that's not either. You got to do something really, 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 really good. Like Oliver Anthony, where it's just so powerful that you want to like cry or you got to just like do something like people want to like laugh at you or, 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 or react to. It's like if you, uh, you know, Tom's, his, his like, uh, his tattoos help him a lot too. It's like I think he'd be he'd be successful without his tattoos. Like I don't think his tattoos made him successful. But when you see a white kid that's all tatted up, it kind of adds an extra element of like, oh, I gotta watch that. Am I gonna hate it? Am I gonna like it? And it's the same with like Takashi Six Nine. The press loves Takashi Six Nine, who's like tatted up, got sixty nine tattoos or whatever, because they it's like they always get clicks off of them. So there's a you know, little things kind of makes people want to share, write stories about you. Um, can Roseanne Barr rap she wants me to write her a rap song I actually did write I literally wrote Roseanne a rap song four years ago I was just thinking that today I was like we, maybe we should do a song that would be funny but um, yeah it is what it is like you know it's not worth complaining about it's just like as an artist I think if and this is good advice too because I think when I was uh, struggling like 10-15 years ago I always like felt bad for myself, like a victim, you know, the victim mentality that everyone says to like, sh- uh, get rid of when you're like, Oh, hone into who you are and what you do and stop complaining. Like, you know, Ben Shapiro's not stopping you from being successful. Tom McDonald's not stopping you from being successful. I'm not stopping you from being successful. So if you want to do it your own way, you got to figure out how to do it. And it's like to, these days, like you got to do something that's a stand out, like, you know T-Pain singing uh, Ozzy Osbourne. That's a standout moment. Um, the Gun Drummer. I love that guy. The Gun Drummer d- shooting d- drums, but he's shooting it with his gun. He's playing the drums with his gun to to twist his uh, song. That's he's a fast rapper. Like you know, it like is a lot of competition. You got to stand out one way or another nowadays. And I think if you're an artist and you want to get attention. You gotta, you gotta stand out. You know, you gotta do something amazing or crazy or weird or super stupid, and everyone's gonna, you know, react to it. Like that's just what it is. And uh, you know, as an upcoming artist, it's just like, what do you want? For me, uh, I don't necessarily want attention. Like, if you ask me, I, I already get recognized almost everywhere I go. So like, I don't want to get more famous. Like I, you know, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, like, I've probably been recognized like 200 times in the last like year or two which is fine. It's not a bad thing. But like, do I want more attention? Not really. Like this is good enough. You know, I would rather more money than more attention, to be honest. If you could say, would you rather 100 million more people know who you are or or have like, you know, 5 million more dollars like the money? And it's not because I'm selfish. It's just like, what does attention do? You know, like at a certain point, I think it drives you crazy and you can't do anything. So it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not looking for attention and I don't want, I don't want everybody to talk about me. It's kind of weird, honestly. Like it's, it's very stressful. Like, um, you know, like now Tom McDonald's in an even bigger spotlight. A lot of people are going to love him. A lot of people are going to hate him. He's going to make a fortune and people are going to talk about him. And, uh, you know, he's ready for it because he's built and he's done this a few times. But like, it's not all fun and games. You know, people can be like, oh, I want that do you though do you want everybody to talk about you do you want everyone to scrutinize you do you want everyone to look into everything you've ever done and to say things about you it's 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 very stressful uh you know so i don't I actually like don't want more attention i'd rather just have more money but sometimes you need to get attention to get money and like in order to have an impact you need your message to get across one way or another but uh, at this point in my life it's like i'm not like i'm not out here desperately trying to get attention and uh i'm not saying tom's doing that i'm just saying i don't you know it's not it's not a top priority when it comes to any attention and and clout too it's like if you can't handle it it'll destroy you like you look at the island boys like the island boys were on top of the world they were those tatted the island boys and now they're like making out or like they're, they're like doing incest videos or something like you know talk about like like they went from top to bottom because uh, they couldn't handle the attention. And they they just like spiraled trying to be relevant. You look at people like Michael Jackson, Conor McGregor, like you, you're uber famous people like Michael Jackson was like the most famous person in the world. Conor McGregor is like one of the most famous people ever. You see them kind of start to go wild. And I, I'm not shitting on Michael Jackson, because obviously, I know what they said he did. But I don't even know if I believe them. Um, you know, I think he was weird. But I think you know they they tried him in court and he never got caught and i uh i, I don't know i think the documentary was kind of like planted but anyway you know on that sort of stuff like i'm just saying he was weird like you know connor mcgregor's kind of like wilding out doing weird stuff and kind of you know it's like just getting so much attention can be like brutal like and you just like lose your mind sometimes but um yeah god bless you know ben and tom that's my opinion not a huge fan of the song but I'm not a hater and the hate is what's fueling it people are sharing it because they either think it's funny or weird um, but that's that's why he did it like he's a marketing master you know he knows exactly how to get his song viral and what does that tell you that I haven't had a song sent to me by that many people that people like only when they're reacting to like weird stuff you know, even I'm, it it became a news story. I wanted to talk about it today. So it's, you know, there's something to learn there about marketing, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, to each their own, it's just, I'm more interested in the marketing angle of it than the song. To be honest, I didn't even listen to it for more than 20 seconds, but, uh, I, I like, I like, I like to know how things work and I'm, I I do really like marketing, honestly. Um, it's interesting to me. All right. We're going to get on to the next story real quick. Uh, E Gene Carroll, who apparently uh, is totally awesome, right? We all love E. Jean Carroll, right? <laughs> hey, guys, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get sued. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Anomaly, take a, take a sip of uh, your coffee if, if you like E. Jean Carroll, because she sues everybody that says she's great. <laughs> she's the smartest lady I've ever... No, I'm just... But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. anyway yeah it's like she's the last person i want to talk about now because apparently she's got the greatest lawyers on planet earth or trump's got the worst lawyers or the courts are, are, are rigged you know uh, i'm gonna just read real quick and you know what i get why people like trump like obviously i get why people like trump but like i get the whole like we need we need you know revenge because it's like dude this guy this guy just can't get a break out here like you know there's a lot of things I don't like about Trump. The E Jean Carroll thing was not really up there for me and the fact that she's he he's got to pay 83.3 million. Apparently someone said he could pay out of his campaign funds, which would be crazy. I don't know if that's true, but it probably is. If that's true, it's like if that's true, you guys are giving to his campaign so he could pay these bogus fees or, or, or totally real fees or whatever. Like what like this is a, such a clown show. And uh Yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen the video of Eugene Carroll on Anderson Cooper. um, And let's just say it was weird. It was very weird. Um, $83.3 million. It's crazy. I get why, like, I get it. I get why people are like, this is crazy. We need him back in the White House. Like, I get that vibe. I almost wanted to feel that way off that story because I was like, that's ridiculous. But this begs the question, right? Because with Trump, I have to say this. Is he getting destroyed because the liberal courts just hate him? Highly likely, if not guaranteed. Or does his lawyer suck? Is it a possibility that he has a shitty lawyer who cares more about her fashion (laughs) than she does about doing a good court case and i say this because you know one thing woke me up when like every you have to understand whenever trump gets like um persecuted by the fbi or a court everybody on the right just comes to his defense everybody just says he's innocent right and everybody just says they're crazy and i always believe this because why wouldn't you like it's it seems mostly true what made me realize that the right doesn't actually look into this stuff was when I heard that the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago and they went through like Melania's stuff. And it's disgusting. I think it's insane. But then I listened to Donald Trump and I was like expecting him to say something really smart. And what I heard was one of the dumbest things that made me think, is he purposely doing this stuff? Because that was so stupid. I know people are going to get triggered off that. Let me explain myself. They said to him, you know, you just got raided by the FBI, whatever. And they said, like, why didn't you hand over these classified documents back to the FBI? Because they gave Trump an allotted time slot to give them back before they were going to raid him. And Trump said something along the lines of like, I was really busy. Uh, I was on tour. Uh, You know, I was uh, I was traveling. I didn't have the time. And I'm like, is this guy purposely not handing back documents to purposely get raided to then play the victim? no joke. Like I I know people are going to be like, oh, you're just hating. I'm not hating. Listen to what I just said. I had Trump's back 100% and I'm like, yo, they're corrupt. But then I'm like, okay, if they gave you a couple months to hand back classified documents that let's just say you didn't take by mistake or you took by mistake, whatever. They're like, all right, give them back. You know, You took them, give them back. And he doesn't give them back. And his excuse is he just didn't have the time. I just didn't have the time. Like what? It almost feels like Everybody on the right is going to defend Trump because the left is insane, but they don't even realize that Trump and his team may very well be idiots. Uh, I'm going to play this clip, and I'm not saying she's dumb or anything. God bless this lady. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's successful. God bless her. I'm sure we'd get along, but every I, I've never seen a lawyer hang out with their client as much as I see Alibaba hang out with Trump. She's always looking sexy. She's always you know, looking like a fashion show. She's at every event with them. It's like, when have you seen a lawyer just like, you know, double as like a model that's just at like Trump events all the time, like a fangirl. I'm not trying to be a dick. Here's the video of her on PBD saying she'd rather be hot than smart. And then here's kind of her response to the whole uh E.G. and Carroll thing. And I'm not saying this is true because I don't know. I'm just, it's just like, is the left out to get Trump? Obviously. But is he an idiot and and is he just like hiring someone that's not doing a good job i think the chances of that are higher are higher than people will ever admit because everyone knows no one's gonna care they'll just make excuses regardless so here's the clip and then i'm gonna respond
1: somebody said to me alina would you rather be um would you rather be smart or pretty and i said oh easy pretty i can fake being smart <laughs> he takes the stand to defend himself, Miss Haba, tell me the questions you're going to ask in open court and tell me exactly what he's going to respond. And then edited my questions, edited the response he was allowed to give. And guess what my client did? He took the stand. He abided by the rules of this corrupt system that I have seen. We will immediately appeal We will set aside that ridiculous jury. And I just want to remind you all of one thing. I will continue with President Trump to fight for everybody's First Amendment right to speak. Everybody's a right to defend themselves when they are wrongfully accused and to be able to say, I didn't do it.
0: You know, apparently he lost the first uh, defamation suit to E. Jean Carroll for like a million dollars or not that much money. And then he's just firing off true socials about her where it's like, I'm not saying he can't do that, but it's like if you lose a a small defamation suit, right? And then your response to losing the small defamation suit is just firing off more true socials about it. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like, I'm not, this is probably a bad analogy, but it's like if you lost like a restraining order case and, you're, and your response to the restraining order case was to like show up everywhere she was and like First Amendment, I, I'm allowed to do this. And it's like, well, you lost the restraining order case. So you're kind of like not, nah, you know? And I like, I support Trump's right to the First Amendment, but it's like he lost an earlier defamation case. And his response is just firing off true socials, talking more shit about E. Jean Carroll. It's like, wouldn't you not do that if you lost the defamation case? Or are you just trying to get in another case? That's where I'm like, and then he's got this lawyer where, you know, she's beautiful. She's probably very smart, but uh, it just seems like she loves attention. You know, like she's, she's like, she's everywhere. Like, I I don't need my lawyer, like dressing sexy at like Mar-a-Lago 15 times a year at every conservative event all over. Like, it's like clear that she's like an influencer. Like, you know, it's like, I see her as like, I've never seen a lawyer do as many like uh, photo ops and, uh, you know, stuff as that. So but it's fine. I don't really care. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm fine with their doing that. It's just, I do ask the question that no one will ask because everybody's enthralled in like the, the thing of it. It's like, is she the best lawyer or is, like, are they doing something wrong? You know, is, is it possible that they're dropping a ball and the left is corrupt or are we just total victims? I don't know. Um, like I said before. The, the, I go into the next segment, which, which, uh, responds to this, or I would say relates to this. I never once questioned Trump or his lawyers or anything. I always just said the left is bad. The FBI is going after Trump for political reasons. And he's like a total victim. Like I've completely bought into it. Right. The thing that snapped me out of that, realizing that Trump does a lot of stupid shit, not saying he deserves this, but he does a lot of stupid shit was when they said, why didn't you hand your classified documents back? You had two months to give them back and they wouldn't have rated you. And Trump literally said along the lines of, I was, I I don't know. I was traveling. I was busy. Like if the FBI hits you up and says, oh, just give me the classified documents back. You have two months. And then, you know, it is what it is. And Trump goes, no. And then they like rate it and take the documents. And then he's like, they're like, why didn't you give them back? And he goes, I was busy. I was on tour. I don't know. Like, you think Trump doesn't have assistants and lawyers and managers and, and housekeepers. He has all of those. He could have given them back if he wanted to. It's almost like he purposely didn't give them back to get raided to play the victim. Once I saw that, I don't know what's going on because it's like if you lose a defamation case and then you just start doing the same thing that you just lost in court, it's not to say that you're wrong, but you know, you could do an appeal and whatever. But like you just lost in a court doing that and you did it times 15 like it's you want to go back to court. You know what I'm saying? Like if you get a restraining order on you and then your response to the restraining order is showing up at that person's house 15 times in a month, you want to go back to court. You might think that you shouldn't have had the restraining order, but it's like, that's what he's doing with everything. So it's like, I don't know if he's stupid. I don't know if he's in on it. I don't know if he just can't shut up. But like, it's like, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm out of the world of like, oh, my gosh, like, like is this lawyer the best lawyer? I, who knows? I, I don't think anyone cares because there's a whole like a victim mentality around this stuff. So overall, I personally think Trump is much more sane than Eugene Carroll. I personally don't think he should have ever lost a defamation case. If somebody accuses you of doing something and you defend yourself or you say that it never happened and you make fun of that person, that I don't believe that's defamation. I don't think Trump's guilty of defamation. I'm not saying he's guilty at all. I'm just like, you know, I just think as much as the left is horrible, it's like if you... I'm not saying she is, but it's like if you go into a court case with a terrible lawyer, uh, you could lose a winnable case. You know, this has happened thousands of times. Like, is she the best lawyer? I don't know. Maybe she is. And maybe it's just the left. Maybe she's not. Maybe the angle that they took on this case was stupid. Maybe it was smart. I don't know enough about law, but I've seen enough to know that Trump and his side, they know they could just play the victim. So it's like whether they win or lose, they'll probably just get you to pay for their legal fees. You know, uh, I got. I lost patriots. Give me all your money, you know, and then people will pay for his court fees anyway. So I don't know if they really care as much, but I'm sure Trump doesn't want to lose a defamation suit. And I definitely felt like everyone else. When I read that, I was like, that's crazy. He should not have to pay her that much. But (laughs) William said, I'll pay you and millions of patriots. You absolutely will pay. He knows that. So I don't think he really cares that much. You know, he he knows you'll pay. Um, On that note, I wanted to talk about this and then I'll answer some questions. It's like a, you know, the victim economy that I kind of see playing out. And I talked about it briefly in my last video, but it goes back to this ancient, I don't know if I would call it parable, would be the right word, saying, phrase, um, story. But the old story of boy who cried wolf, right? The boy who cried wolf, it was like a story of a boy who kept saying that a wolf was coming and he was lying and trying to trick his friends. And then a wolf came and, I think killed him or something and no one believed him or killed somebody. And, you know, the moral of the story, I know I told that terribly because I don't remember it completely, but I I just remember the moral of the story was don't lie because then when you tell the truth, no one will believe you. It's a great story. There's a reason it's probably lasted for thousands of years is because it's true. It's like, you know, if you lose your 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 uh, believability, then when you really need people to believe you, they won't if if you lose their respect and trust. Uh, It's a great story. I think the right, and this is not saying everybody's fake or anything, but ever since 2020, the Republican Party has fueled off the victim economy. There's not very many wins that they're getting. They make more money off of losses. When they lose the election and January 6th goes awry, they raised $250 million. Carrie Lake has been a superstar. She's like the right wing Stacey Abrams. She's never won but they like her because she lost and she talks and she says the election was stolen. Okay, cool. I'm not hating on Mike Lindell. You know, he's right. 85% of the time, 15% of the time he's lying his ass off, but nobody cares because he's Mike Lindell and he represents us. And it's like, you know, the right, I think a lot of these people, they know, and I'm not being hateful, I'm just being analytical. They know that the benchmark of trust in the Republican Party right now in the MAGA movement is are you loyal to Trump, right? That's like the benchmark. DeSantis, it didn't matter what he did or what he said. Are you loyal to Trump? If you're loyal to Donald Trump, we like you. If you're not loyal to Donald Trump, we don't care if you're right or wrong, go away. You know, that's the benchmark of MAGA. So a lot of people are taking advantage of that and no one cares because they're naive or they, they play along to it. So I feel like It's like this new religion where if you're loyal to the guy, everyone will like you and it doesn't matter what you say. Like if you put up Mike Lindell and DeSantis on a stage, right? They both have pros and cons. They're both likable in some ways. DeSantis is a governor. Mike Lindell sells pillows and likes Trump. They both have their pros and cons, right? But if you put DeSantis and Mike Lindell on a stage... It's not about who says what's right or wrong. Most Trump supporters would like Mike Lindell more than DeSantis, no matter what was said, just based on his loyalty. So I believe that a lot of people in this movement are taking advantage of your trust and they've become the boy who cried wolf. They know that if you're just loyal to him, everyone will believe you no matter what you say. And as long as you just say the left, um, people will always play the victim. So see, even people now, people are screaming, typing in all caps, saying shut up anomaly. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not getting angry. I'm not being hateful about it. I'm literally just talking about like basic like thought process and, and, and stuff. But uh, someone said you're all gibberish. L- look at the seething hate that's coming out of people right now simply for having a conversation. And the moral of this story is I'm not saying I'm going to I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be calm. I'm going to be cool with this. I'm not going to stoop to these people's level that are going nuts right now i don't think the left is honest i don't think that I, I don't not think that trump's getting set up i think what they're doing to him is crazy like i'm not giving the left a pass i'm not saying they're like rational i'm not saying that joe biden's good like all i agree with you on all of that but what i'm saying is just like the boy who cried wolf if you're not trying to be honest and if you think you have this uh you know, immunity from it because it's like, well, I like Trump, so I don't have to tell the truth all the time. Well, I like Trump, so I can do that. I like, and that's what's happening to these people. And they know that you're going to act this way. So I feel like they're abusing your trust and nobody cares because it's not about telling the truth. I mean, all you have to do is look at when DeSantis ran against Trump, take your emotion out of it, take your ego out of it, take your bias out of it, and just observe. You could like Trump more than DeSantis, makes total sense, but like, Desantis would say something about Trump, and people would would freak out. And I would literally just watch. Like Jack Wassabic would tweet something, and it would be like, "Yo, can you believe Desantis said this?" And I'm like, "All right, I gotta you know I gotta watch this." And I watched it, and literally, Desantis just told the truth about Trump. I'm not asking you to vote for him. I'm not saying he's better than Trump. I'm not asking you to trust him. I'm not asking you to like him. I'm just like objectively, that two minutes was he was just telling the truth, but he's wrong because he's not loyal to Trump. It's not about the truth. Your loyalty to a guy matters more than reality. That's become the movement, whether people admit it or not. So all of these people around him, they're right about a lot of stuff, but they know that they can just tap into the victim economy and them getting persecuted is actually better than them winning because it's like if something happens, they tweet about it, they freak out about it, and people just throw money at them. You get what I'm saying? It's like, oh my gosh, this happened? Oh, I got arrested? Well, let me just chop up my my, my suit and sell it for you know $6,000. Oh my gosh, I just lost this court case. Let, let me get my supporters to pay for it. Oh my gosh, we just had the election stolen? Let's raise a quarter of a billion dollars. It's not even debatable. It's like saying that the military industrial complex doesn't like war. It's like, maybe not, but they profit off it. I'm not saying everybody in MAGA likes this stuff happening, but they know it's a cash cow. And I know for a fact, that most people that fund them and fuel them, they'd rather them be wrong but loyal than right and honest. So it's like it's become the boy who cried wolf. And now you know, I th- I personally think that um, I hope Trump wins because of the border. And I think if if he just like stops yelling at like you know Kaylee McEnany on on his in- on his true social, like he could probably win the election if he just like like why would you yell at the only employee who who, who did a good job like Trump. Everybody he hired sucked except for Kaylee. She was like the only good employee and Trump's mad at her now because she did like analysis on she was like, you know, for the general, maybe Trump should do this. And she's like, shut up. It's like, I don't know what he's doing. But anyway, it's like, you know, hopefully he could win. Biden sucks. It's it's possible. But it feels like a lot of people around him and even that it's like they don't they know that regardless of what happens, they could just play the victim. So they're just like leaning into into like that world like, OK you get what I'm saying is, and they don't feel like they need to have to tell the truth because they know as long as you just say the left, I'm not saying this happened for the EG and Carroll thing, but like, let's just say like you, instead of getting a good lawyer, you hired like a crackhead. I'm not saying this happened. I'm just giving an example. Trump hired a crackhead off the street to be his lawyer, right? That lawyer loses the defamation case because they're a crackhead. Do you think anybody in MAGA, would even know that. No, they'd be like, Oh, it's, he's the victim. Like they know that they don't have to actually get results because if they lose anything that it's actually good for them and that everyone with no curiosity is going to look into it, they're just going to blame the left and, and everyone else. It's like, they know this. So, you know, I, I'm seeing more and more of this where it, it's not even a Trump or a left or right thing. It's like a, it's like an ego thing where you saw with the journalists on the left, they're all losing their job now, right? They're all losing their job because they didn't do a good job. And the problem was they, they had such a huge ego. I'm I work for Washington Post. I work for BuzzFeed. I work for Sports Illustrated. I'm so much better than these influencers. And they weren't and they didn't evolve and they didn't make good content and they're not impressive and, and they can't work outside the industry. And they're all they're all losing their jobs now. But it's because they just lied and they had this false sense of I'm superior just because of who I am. And that doesn't work long term, right? That's why you're seeing hundreds or thousands of journalists go unemployed. They were never any good, though. You know, like take them out of where their job, they're nobodies. They get the power from these organizations and they're such dickheads. Um, I'm seeing a similar psychology in MAGA it's like they know being loyal to Trump makes them popular, famous, and rich, and they don't have to necessarily tell the truth, just enough truth that people realize that they're not left wing or they like Trump. And now they're abusing their power. They're 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 saying and doing whatever they can. And sometimes when they're not relevant, they find some sort of like victim mentality consciousness in order to like regain popularity because nobody cares about them. Like I'm seeing certain stuff like that where it's like, I'm not saying the left isn't bad, but this is like the world that uh, is building around Trump, and I think that these people are getting too egotistical, too smug, too self-righteous just because they like Trump, and they don't feel like they even have to tell the truth all the time because they're just better than the left, and they're they're loyal to Trump, and they're not DeSantis. And I think it's all eventually going to come crashing down, whether Trump wins or loses the election. I mean, anyone's possible, him and Biden, you know, geriatric party. But um. I mean, eventually people are going to see this stuff. It's going to come crashing down and they're going to be like, damn, I didn't see that coming. But my audience will be like, oh, I saw that coming. The one guy has been freaking out in the comments for like 50 minutes, bro. Relax, my guy. Um, Someone mentioned to me on on a stream, I think it was Akira the Don. He said, you know, you were around in 2016. You don't really see anybody that was around in 2016. He said Cernovich is still around on Twitter, but like Milo is big. He's nowhere to be found. Like a lot of people that were huge in 2016, they're not they're not like relevant anymore, right? And I don't care. I'm not, it's like everybody to each their own, like you know, but it's like who stands the test of time? Who can be relevant in eight years? Like Tucker Carlson had a, a huge role in media journalism, but then he went independent and he's still relevant. Bill O'Reilly had a huge career, possibly even bigger than uh, you know, Tucker Carlson's. He got off Fox News, he's not relevant anymore. So it's like, you know, I'm not competing with these people because I'm I'm competing with myself. I'm still relevant eight nine years later. I'm still able to run my business. I'm still able to do what I want to do, and that's because of what I like. You know, I'm not I'm not a gimmick. I'm not just here for a short time. Like I'm trying to do it the the right way. Um, a lot of people. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever get credit for this, but you know, a lot of people. And I'm not just talking about average people. Not that it matters, but like I'm talking about these like journalists and influencers and authority figures. Ninety nine percent of them were wrong about COVID. Ninety nine percent of them. were we're wrong in April, May, June, July when it mattered. And I have one of the best track records, if not the best track record of being right almost every step of the way. And I'm not asking for favors or anything. It's just like, why? And and I don't care. But it's just like Brett Weinstein. I saw him tweet recently and he said, you know, I was wrong about masks. I was wrong about this. And I came around and, and, you know, it's like, it's okay to be wrong. And I think he's right. And I think Brett Weinstein seems like a nice guy. And I think that shows what America's really about and what the world is really about. Everybody's willing to forgive. Everybody's not trying, like if you come to the light and you start telling the truth, people love that you flipped. You know, they're like, thank you for for waking up. Like people are, that that shows, you know, I think that's, it's not just Christian, but that's a Christian trait of like forgiving. You know, it's like, we're not gonna hold you responsible for your shitty opinion six months ago. Thank you for telling the truth now. It's a beautiful thing. With that being said, um, you know, it's like, why are all these like COVID experts that are getting all the podcast features? They they weren't even right when it actually mattered, like you know. And it's like some of them were pharmaceutical CEOs that were wrong the whole time, and now they're taking the lane of like a Desantis or uh, you know, something like a David Icke or something, something like, you know, n- insert name here who was right a year or two years before them. And it's like they're basically like getting to be the guy that's like, I'm the guy, and it's like you, but you weren't the guy though. It's like. It's just interesting to me where it's uh, I don't care, but it's like, you know, I think enough people see what I did, but I I just find it weird. It's like now there's like certain people that are kind of like doing their like COVID. I was the right COVID guy, but it's like they weren't even really, though. But, you know, I I don't know where that comes from or why. Maybe it's just networking in their friend group. But uh, when it comes to this sort of stuff, I do personally believe in the MAGA movement you're going to see a huge crash eventually. Uh, Trump could win. Trump could lose. Like, I'm not saying he's going to lose. Like, Biden sucks. But, like, these people are not who you think they are. Or, and, and they've gotten way too into themselves. And they don't tell the truth a lot. And eventually, everyone's going to find out. And, it, and it's going to be, like, astronomical. But the only reason they get away with it now is because the left is so crazy. And it's, like, team sports competition fighting, you know, that, that they can kind of, like, use that as a shield the same way the left can use it as a shield like both parties kind of they you know they they like they like each other it's like oh if you persecute me and i'll persecute you and then we'll both raise money off it it's like you know lawyer battles and stuff like i personally believe trump and gavin newsom are friends you know, i mean just look at all the similarities between them their families the fact that trump said he won't hit gavin newsom because gavin newsom's nice to them like do, does gavin newsom really hate donald trump does Trump really hate Gavin Newsom? Maybe, or maybe they're just politicians. And it's like, you wear the red flag, I'll wear the blue flag, we'll fight and then we'll drink wine, you know, backstage. At, 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 like, you know, it, it, it kind of is starting to seem like that to me. But I'll answer some comments. Um, one thing particularly, I didn't look too into it because I'm, I am I just don't live in this reality anymore. But, um, you know, Carrie Lake came out and she said that, she had this audio recording of someone tell, like, trying to bribe her out of running, right? And the audio is like some Republican guy from Arizona asking her to run for a different seat, or, or suggesting that maybe she should run for a different seat, a different year, and let someone else run this time, right? Uh, and talking about the options there. And apparently, she said that, uh, you know, it's it, she she recorded him years ago. And when I listened to it, right. I listen like it sounded like someone who knew they were recording like definitely I think Carrie Lake recorded herself so when he asked her in question she was like acting like very self-righteous like I'm a patriot I would never do that she's talking that way because she's recording herself you know what I'm saying it's like if someone asked me a question and I'm like acting like way more animated it's like I know it's being recorded it's the same as when Crowder recorded Jeremy Boring like you could tell Crowder knew he was recording himself because he was acting real slippery and like Jeremy boring had no idea. And like the ways Crowder was um, the way Crowder was like recording it. Like it, he knew he, he, he was trying to like frame it in a certain way. You understand that's, that's the vibe I got from the Carrie Lake thing, but I'm like, whatever. I don't like let, let her handle her own stuff. It doesn't really bother me. Um, She went on some show. My friend sent me a link And she said the reason she released that now because she recorded it years ago was because she didn't listen to the record. She hasn't heard the recording until now. And that's why she released it, which goes against what she said on PBD podcast like a month or two ago where she said like she was talking about it then. So it's like, how did you not hear it for years if you were talking about it months ago on podcasts like it? You know, but this is the thing with MAGA. It's like, they don't care. Like, all you have to do is say, I'm a victim. I'm this. Now you're relevant. They throw money at you. It's like, there's no scrutiny. There's no curiosity. There's no journalism. There's no analysis. It's all victim mentality. It's all hero worship. And, and that's, the, that's the culture, right? It's the same thing with the music industry. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just observing it. It's like Tom McDonald releasing a song with um, Ben Shapiro. Like, that's going to hit the charts you know, a a rapper saying, I'm you're the shit. You're not the shit. You're not even a fart. That's going to hit the charts. It's just the world we live in. You know, that's not the genre that I'm going for. And, uh, but I'm also not going to sit around and hate on it because it is what it is. You know, in order to be successful, you can't just react and hate on everybody else. You have to be at least like somewhat understanding and then find your own lane. And if you're going to react then just react, you know, but, um, know your role. It's like being a, you know, being a journalist or being like a critic of music. What's that weird guy, the liberal guy's name, Anthony Fontana? He's like the internet's biggest music critic, right? Hey, nothing wrong with that, even though he's annoying. But has he ever made music? You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't care what he says. But has he ever made a good song? If not, who cares? You know, like with me, I make music. So why would I hate on another song when I could make a song? You know, like I'm not going to sit and hate on a song of Ben Shapiro. He's not a rapper, you know, (laughs) and Tom McDonald is a rapper who's having a lot of success. Like how lame would it be if I just sat hating on him the whole time when I could literally make my own song? Like I'm on the field. I make music. I'm not, you know, so I just find it fascinating when people are just like professional critics of something, but they've never done it. Um, So I'm not trying to be that. I'm just talking about it. So you know, with the Carrie Lake thing, I wish her luck. It's just like I know everyone's gonna believe everything she says with no scrutiny. Me, I don't. But I'm not. It's not like I hate her. It's not like I think she's bad. It's just like I know what's going on. It's the same reason uh, a rapper says, "I'm not the shit. You're a little fart." It's like that sells a lot. <laughs> you know, it's the same reason Tom McDonald knows exactly what he's doing. He puts Ben Shapiro that's, that's the Trump movement. It's a victim economy. You know, the, the, the money is in playing the victim. The economy is in milking Republicans dry, uh, you know, and they'll never think about it. They'll just throw their money at you. So that's the, that's just not my lane and I'm not mad at it. It's just, I observe it. Someone said, you know, what's going on. Uh, Okay. Look how mad people are. It's insane. Uh, it's like, I'm not, I'm not asking, I'm not saying you're a terrible person. I'm not saying to not throw your money at Kerry Lake and Trump. <clears throat> I'm saying to go do it. Just like, go, go do that and don't watch this. I'm not mad at it. I'm not competing with them. I'm not in the same world. Like, I don't even consider what I do the same. It's like, it's like making reggae music and then like getting mad at like, uh, like jazz. It's both music, but I don't do what they do. I'm not, I'm not trying to run for office. I would vote for Kerry Lake over a liberal. I'm just giving you my opinion. You know what I'm saying? If you can't take it, I'm not mad. Uh, I, I think maybe something's going on. Um, VBDC said, honestly, it's better than Alex Stein's feature verse. No offense to any comedy clown rappers out there. No hate, wing face. I mean, you could try to start a beef with Alex. That might get some. That might get some traction. VBDC. Are you talking about the one on Bryson's song, Alex's verse, or a different one? To be clear, I didn't even listen to the full Ben Shapiro verse. I listened to like five seconds and I turned it off. I like, I didn't, I didn't even listen to the song. <laughs> you know, I didn't like, I was like, I get it. I don't want to hear it. I'm not going to like it, but I'm not going to, you know, it's just like, it's, a. I listen. I drove uh, to the mountains to ski yesterday. I listened to my soundtrack. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm jamming out to my jams. I'm not, you know, VBDC. You're on, obviously you're on my playlist, bro. I got to stay cool on there. And I got. Fundemic featuring Anomaly, obviously. Uh, I don't put that stuff on my playlist, that other stuff. Lakiva with the $20 super chat said, if Trump was modest enough, do you think he could end our counterfeiting monetary system by choosing Dr. Shiva as his running mate? That is a loaded question, but that's a loaded question right up my alley. Thank you for the super chat. Uh, I don't think Trump not working with Dr. Shiva has anything to do with modesty. I believe that Donald Trump is kind of like owned and controlled by the banks, and I don't think Donald Trump is even trying to to, to to do anything there. Like, Trump is not Ron Paul. Trump is more like Mitt Romney than Ron Paul. Trump talks like Ron Paul, but he governs like Mitt Romney. Trump is not who people want him to be. So, you know, Dr. Shiva is a wild boy, but I believe that wild boy Shiva actually cares about stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, wild boy Shiva talks about Zionism. Wild boy Shiva talks about the banking system. Trump is not that guy. Like, he's just not that guy. He's super not that guy. So I don't think it has to do with his modesty. It's just like he's not that, you know? He's not Ron Paul. He's not David Icke. He's not Dr. Shiva. He's not um, Milton Friedman. He's not even Javier Mali. That guy's, like, actually a libertarian. Um Yeah, she I mean, like Shiva, I don't think he's running a campaign to get elected. I think he's just like, you know, trying to get get his message out there. But yeah, you can't really win a presidential election without money and strategy. You can't just be like talking shit on Twitter and get like you're going to get under one percent of the vote. But someone said Dr. Fauci is better than Dr. Shiva. Dang, it's a crazy statement. I don't think so. But someone said you sound like QAnon. How do I sound like QAnon? See, this is why, in my opinion, QAnon is like the ultimate psyop because not only are they like right about like a lot of stuff, but wrong about a lot of stuff. And they like flip conspiracies on their head. They make this branding that like anything that anyone like people have said for, for 20 years, 50 years, like, oh, they're trying, they're going to do martial law because they pass these executive orders. And when they do martial law, it's a bad thing qanon will be like martial law is a good thing and then if you talk about martial law they'll say you're qanon it's like the ultimate psyop to cover up actual conspiracies like the federal reserve was not a qanon conspiracy theory it's how the money's run and like ron paul used to talk about it all the time um but like this idea like you know trump is not that guy so people just have to make up theories in their head to like make themselves feel good about it like even luke from we are change i like luke but um He's OK. But, uh, you know, he was like, oh, like he he made his like dream list of who Donald Trump was going to pick. And it's it's like it's just coping. It's just like cosplay. You know, it's like, oh, Ron Paul for secretary of money supply. And it's like Trump wouldn't Trump's going to pick a banker. Are you kidding? He's going to pick Greenspan or Mnuchin or, you know, Jamie Dimon. Like Trump's going to put the bankers in charge of the bank. Like that's who Trump is. Like he talks like Ron Paul. He governs like Mitt Romney. People haven't figured it out. And, you know, he's surrounded by a lot of grifters and opportunists. I believe that everyone's going to figure it out eventually. I'm not angry about it. I'm not fighting you. I'm not saying Biden's good. I'm just observing. Uh, Let me see. Someone said, obviously, that person doesn't watch you. Eh, Possibly, or they just do and they don't. Let's read a few comments. Did I hear about the Islamic attack on Edmonton City Hall? Nothing but crickets from mainstream news sources. I have not. Sorry, I've been out of the loop for a day or so, but I'll look into it. I mean, you know, the culture clash is going to be dicey out here. You know, they did a lot of uh, migration and a lot of not assimilating and a lot of dividing and conquering in the media, and it's going to get weird. Until there's some honest conversations. That's why I try to be honest, because it's like, if you just like act like you can put 15 cultures in a box and everyone's going to get along, like it's not true. It doesn't mean everyone's bad, but it's like, that's what the left tries to do. And then the right just yells civil war. And it's like, I'm trying to deescalate the situation a little bit because I don't, you know, like the truth is somewhere in the middle. And it's like, you know, whether if it's true, people will have these conversations in five years anyway. So I'm just getting ahead of it uh vbdc said now you got to get vivek on a feature you know he's feeling left out see that's a, that's a funny point and like I, I was trying to make that point earlier and i'm not mad at it but it, it is like it is frustrating when you're trying to make music if i did a song that was like i mean i think my song thought leader was was very uh like lyrically good and all i did was get negative press and then uh you know, a bunch of uh, Jewish groups called me anti-Semitic for that song, which was crazy because it was like, not that, but whatever. It's like that. I thought that was a lyrically good song, but it doesn't matter. Like lyrically good doesn't matter. If, If I put Vivek on a song and he was like, you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. My name is Vivek once in a lifetime, yo. Like that would hit the charts because Vivek is so popular right now. You know, like it, would that be a better song? No, like literally, he could like take a shit on a track and it would probably get more more clicks. Or like and Shabir can be like, I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. Look at me. Facts don't care about your feelings. Let's go bomb a whole country. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what he said. You know, it's like, and here, like, that's just, and I like it is what it is. But like, as a musician, it's kind of frustrating. But it, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, or, or like, uh, high res is making like Trump ai music now where he's changing his voice to sound like trump and making like country music in my opinion i don't like it i think it's it's not only like blurring the lines of reality but it's basically like feeding into this like trump worship stuff like it's just like i follow this account citizen free press right uh citizen free press they they mean well and they're trying to be like a news aggregate But whoever runs that account is like so brainwashed by Trump. It's like unbearable. Like he does serious news and he only does news. He doesn't do like opinions. He only does like clips. But then he'll just post like an AI image of like Trump with a cowboy hat on. And he's like, you know, Sheriff Trump to save the day. And it's like, bro, if Trump really wore a cowboy hat and you posted that, I would have no problem with it. But you're literally distorting reality. It's like a cosplay movement. You're making like like a fantasy like 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 AI image of Trump and you're like sheriff Trump and it's like dude that's just kind of like weird especially when you're a news aggregate page that doesn't do that you know it's just like people are uh you know people are just cashing out they're cashing out on the cosplay like i get it like trump obsession trump hate it's all like an economy there's billions of dollars flying around trump merch lawsuits, you know what I'm saying, fundraising, it's a it's a it's a cash cow. I'm just not into the AI like uh like idol worship stuff, it's a little weird. When am I debating Destiny? If he contacts me like through the proper channels and wants to debate, I would debate him next week. I don't the last thing I'm doing is de- is dodging a debate with that guy. To be fair, I'm not that familiar with him. I just know he's like the liberal who will debate conservatives, like, you know. I'm here's the thing i'm a super nice guy and i'm super easy to talk to if you're nice to me when people get weird when we debate i could get weird too but like if you notice like when i'm giving interviews or i'm talking to people i'm a nice guy i'll get along with a leftist as long as they're not weird one time i debated some guy named nico and he like lost his mind (laughs) midstream. like something with left-wingers sometimes they like can't act normally i don't know you know it's like hey let's debate about socialism let's debate about capitalism let's uh let's go over our ideas. And like, he like spiraled and like started like yelling at me. And I was like, like, and he kept interrupting me. It was so weird. Like I would literally talk to him like purposely. And I was like, why are you doing that? Dude? He did it for like five minutes. I was like, are you having like a mental breakdown or something? Like it was, it was so weird to me where I was like, all right, I don't think destiny does that though. He seems like a seasoned debater, but it's like, it was so, I was like, what's wrong with you guys? Some people really can't handle being challenged. They can't handle, they can't handle like the other opinion. I've already thought about all that stuff. So if someone brings a new idea that I haven't thought of. I like appreciate it. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. But some people it's like, oh, 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 they like, they like yell to like block it out of their head. Cause they know it's like actually a smart idea. Like it's this weird, bizarre, like a uh, mind like trap. You know, I don't know. It's like, people are weird. Um, someone said, you don't seem like a nice guy. You're nice to Vivek. I don't seem like a nice guy. I'm nice to Vivek. Did you mean I'm not nice to Vivek? I had 20 to 15 minutes after he answered the first question, really like 10 minutes to do like to ask eight questions that nobody in right wing media would ask. If Vivek gave me two hours, I could have talked in circles extremely nicely with him for five hours. But if I'm asking a question and he talks in circles to me, see, like I'm, I think with vivek and i'm not bragging but like i don't think a lot of people he talks to are that smart so i think he finally like met a match that was smart enough to know how he operates where it's like all right if you do a 30 minute interview and you're five minutes late and by the time it launches there's 20 minutes left and i ask one question and you talk in circles for 10 minutes he's high iq he's i know it's like have you ever have you ever watched football it's like a you kneel to run the clock out, you know? It's like, why do they do that at the end of the game, the timeouts? Oh, you don't have timeouts? Let's just kneel and then the clock runs out. He was trying to run the clock out on the interview. He's smart, he's not a dumb guy. Let me give this guy, I give other guys an hour and a half, let me give this guy 30 minutes, let me be five minutes late, let me talk in circles for 10 minutes and I'm just gonna take a knee so he can't ask any questions. He knows what he's doing. So that's why I had to be a little bit more jabby because I had to get seven to nine questions in in 10 minutes because he was trying to run the clock out. So. If we would have like a 3 hour conversation then I could have been way chiller, but it's like either I'm Mr. nice guy and the, and he steamrolls over me or like he's so listen, he's smart. He's a smart guy. He knows how to like tell you something that's not really what it was and make you think it is what it was. Like he's like, "Oh, it's satire." And it's like it's not, but the audience doesn't know that. You know, so eh, I I would have loved to have had more time, but I I it, like I I did what I had to do. I'm I would definitely rather be a little blunt and a little rude, but ask the questions than be Mr. Nice Guy ask no questions. So that was uh, you know, that's what it was. Someone said that's whack he gave you 30 minutes, but he gave Andrew Schultz two hours. But here's the thing I'm also I'm not a victim. Andrew Schultz is a bigger podcast, right? He's he's a bigger podcast. It makes more sense to give Andrew Schultz more time. Me, he's given smaller people more time he didn't have to come on at all. So I'll take it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to play the victim on the time, but it's like, that's what I had to do. Yeah. He'll, he'll give more time to other people, but it's, you know, he doesn't owe me anything. He didn't have to come. He didn't like, I'm glad that he came, you know, I'd rather him come for 20 minutes than zero. So it, it, it was what it was. Someone said you're too nice. Sometimes appreciate it. I don't think so, but maybe. I think I've gotten a little too, too mean recently. I'm trying to get nicer again, but, but here's the thing. Kindness is not weakness. So there's some people that act like they're nice, but they're just talking shit about you behind their back. Like I try to say exactly what I think outright. So then there's no secrets. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things. Um, I, I don't, uh, I, I think a lot of people that pretend like a lot of these left wingers that that pretend like they're super nice they're actually like really mean but they have to like masquerade it behind like oh i'm i'm the nice guy it's like with women too like I'm, I'm gonna say something real quick sorry no offense i gotta like block this guy not because you're set you're just being like really like all over the place but anyway it's distracting me god bless so um it's like with women like when i was growing up I, n- I never pretended to be like best friends with women. And it's not because you can't have a woman friend. It's just like I knew the guy who had all the chick friends. He wanted all the chicks. He just like couldn't get them. So he had to pretend like he was their friend to get in the door with all of them. And like eventually like one of them would date him after two years. But he was like, you know, it's like I'm friend, your friend. And it's like really like when you have a guy and a girlfriend, there's usually like a dynamic where like one person would if they could. If there's attraction there, you know, not all the time, but I think it's more common than people want to admit. So like, is the nice guy that's like, I, I I believe all women like do you or are you just like trying to get in the door? You know, like that's like being fake me. I'd rather be straightforward about it. Um, it's the same thing with like people that are really nice to the trans community. Like, are you being really nice? Maybe. Or are you just like virtue signaling? Because here's my stress test with that. First of all, I would say the Bible is the r- real stress test. But in general, like I'm even more lenient where it's like, will you admit the sports is a bad idea? Like, you know, can you at least admit that? I mean, that's an easy bar. It's it's like way below the bar that you should even go to. If you're a liberal and you can't even admit that trans sports is insane, you're insane. You're not nice. You're you're nuts or and you're fake. You know, so it's like if you can't at least admit that, then I don't even believe you're coming from a good place. If you can admit that that's a bad idea, but then you can try to explain to me like how you care about people and you want to help them, I believe you because there's a way to be nice about this stuff if you want to be. But like, if you can't say that, you're just fake. You know, and that's a lot of the left. They they want to like suppress their own inner thoughts, so they like, you know, they like pretend like they like all races, and then they have like three beers and then they don't or something. You know, I'm right out in the open. It's like I like good people. There are good people of all ethnic groups. I like I, I prefer a great person of another ethnic group than a shitty person of my group. However, I'm not going to pretend like you can just put 50 cultures in a town when it wasn't that way 10 years ago. And it's going to be exactly the same. It's not like and it, it it doesn't mean everyone's bad. It just means like you can't just be that fake. It's like, oh, we're going to you know, we're going to do this, 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 this and this. And it's going to be great. And the crime rate's not going to go up. And it's like uh, it's not what's happening though you know and, and there's a reason it's not happening and there's a lot of reasons but if you can't talk about any of the reasons then it's never going to stop or get better so i just say what i actually think cuz it's easy to it's easy to like not have to pretend like i don't i'm not a hateful person like even when they say things like well, he's this or he i'm really not though i'm not sexist i'm not anti-semitic i'm not racist like these are all just like words to try to put you in a box when they don't want you to say certain things oh you're talking about demographics that's racist oh you're talking about statistics oh that's anti-semitic like they these are words to just shut you up and make you look crazy when anyone who watches me they're like oh he's not crazy he's not hateful he doesn't hate my people like that's crazy like it's just these words are made up you know you could explain yourself without using those words. And if you can't, then you probably aren't right. If you can't explain how someone is racist without saying the word racist, you're probably wrong and they're probably right. Or you're just not smart enough to like articulate it. I don't know. Um, am I in the manosphere? No. I mean, they make some good points, the manosphere, but I feel like a lot of it is like a cope as well. Cause like, say say, like a chick that, that works out a lot, right? They always post these pictures of this like hot chick who has like huge muscles right but she's her face is really hot but she's got like a more like you know a workout body and then they're like is this would you would you would you date this person and everyone in the comments are like yes or no i feel like if you really weren't gonna date them you just wouldn't date them but i feel like the amount of people in the comments saying no like that's the hottest girl they could ever get so it's like you know i feel like a lot of the manosphere not all of it, but like a lot of the manosphere is guys that are not naturally like cool and charming and they can't get women easily. So they had to like learn all these skills and talk about them in order to get women. It's just like, you know, but they're not wrong about a lot of stuff. Like, I'm not a feminist. I like, I agree with most of what they're saying, but I just feel like the vibe is so weird. Like, this is how you treat a woman. It's like, bro, have you ever heard me have to talk about that? Like, you know, it's like, if you do it, just do it. You don't got to like make it up but if that's your profession and you make money off it that's fine but i feel like yeah a lot of it is like a lot of it is like dgen a lot of the trad people are like larping but they're not doing it and it's like i'm not i'm not trying to be like a big hater because i'm focused on myself but i don't know i find the men that are like this is what i think about women i just think it's corny you know it's just kind of corny it's like if i'm not saying you're wrong but i don't know Like, are you really crushing it that much or or are you just pretending to on Twitter? Like, yeah, you're turning that girl down. Are you like, you know, the bell of the ball when you go out? Probably not. Like, so it's like, whatever. Teach their own though. I mean, they make some good points. I think it's funny. I'm not a feminist, but like, I don't, I don't know. I prefer reality, you know, like just living in the real world and going from there. Someone says it feels gay when you make a club out of masculine ideas. I agree, MC. I think like I think it's kind of cringe because at the end of the day, it's like the ultimate goal is probably to like have a wife. Right. And if you have a wife, you don't have to impress Twitter or the Manosphere. You just do it and make make kids. With that being said, yeah, if you're making I don't know, it is corny. Like, look at how straight I am. I wouldn't date her. It's like, bro, I guarantee you I see that guy at the club. And they're not pulling chicks, you know what I'm saying? Or they're not like, they're not like the, the, the the king of the ball or anything. It's like, so everyone's got to pretend. And like all the guys saying they wouldn't probably would, they just can't, you know? So it's like, I'm not simping. I'm just saying, it's like, there's something, there is something really gay about the menosphere. You know, it's like, making a man's club where it's like we're all boys here we like women we treat them like this and get these results and if you buy my course i'll tell you how to get a woman with the psychology tricks of it's like or you could just be charming and impressive and women will like you you know like if you just have like a good personality and have like appealing <laughs> aspects to you you don't have to like read a course and like say like things that aren't what you would normally say like when i meet a girl i'm not like hey, your skirt looks like shit. I Sorry, I didn't really mean it. I just said it because I, you know, it's like reverse psychology. I say it looks like shit. Then I walk over there and talk to that girl. I mean, I read a course. It's like, I mean, everybody needs something though. It's like, if you don't know how to work out, you you get a course. I get it. I like, if you don't know what you're doing, it's probably smarter to like learn how to talk to women. But I I just think it's kind of funny. You know, I'm not knocking it though. Because if you really have no social skills, it probably would help to like, listen to someone who did to like learn, you know, like how do I get women to like me? But then women, if guys are learning this on courses, you got to watch out out here because like you, you think you're talking to some like charming guy and he literally just like learned it on a course. That's kind of weird. You know, it's going to fall apart eventually. Like date, date three, like he's going to malfunction and like the, the course is like, oh, this is really who I am. It's like, oh, shit, I, I thought you were that guy. It's like, no, I just learned how to pretend to be that guy on a forum. It's like, okay. Someone said fresh and fit are definitely gay. Haven't seen their shorts. Uh, I don't, I don't know fresh and fit that well. Like I've seen the highlight clips, but I like, I haven't, I don't even know exactly what they do, but so I, that was not me saying that someone in the comments said that I was just reading the comment. I'd love to go on one of those shows. I think it'd be fun. You know, I like to talk about other stuff. It's just, it's not like my forte. I I've always thought it was kind of corny like in my whole life like whenever guys talk about women too much I I always thought it was corny because like when you're like if it's your boy and he's like yo I really like this chick or whatever like that's cool obviously you talk with your friends but like if you're not that good of friends with a guy and they're like yo I've got this chick and this chick and look at her Instagram look at her Instagram it's a little douchey and also I feel like you know you don't have to do that if you're pulling chicks so to me like it always was like I don't know that whole manosphere vibe never really like resonated with me. It's like do what you gotta do, my guy. Like you don't gotta like brag to everybody about it because usually that means you're not really doing that well. If you're bragging that much, it's like you're acting like it's the craziest thing you've ever done. Where like if someone actually does it like consistently or like is a- a- appealing, then they don't. It's not like the highlight of their life where they're like showing it off all the time. Um, but. Someone said I knew you hit a nerve when Vivek was on Roseanne. I've seen Vivek lose his cool one time, and it was when Anomaly was mentioned. Vivek was clearly triggered. What's his real name? He said twice. Interesting. I gotta, I gotta find that clip. Did he ask that? See, part of me feels like the Vivek interview was a setup because after that, I had a crazy media. Uh, I had see Vivek is like a straight-up snake. All right, so I interviewed Vivek, right? After that, I had all this press and like Israeli press, they all did this hit job on me and said, anti-Semitic, 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 anti-Semitic. And it, it, it published in like 50 different news organizations with my full name, all that stuff, right? And I was super bummed out, cause I was like, that's not the type of press I'm trying to get. And I, I didn't even talk about that. And then Vivek retweeted one of the articles and was like, I'm not far left or far right. I wouldn't be surprised if Vivek set me up, to be honest. That dude is a total fraud. But, uh, you know, it's like he 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 retweeted one of the articles trying to act like he was like helping me by calling me far right and, and showing this hate organization posting my full name, calling me an anti-Semite like that's a uh, you get what I'm saying? Like that that's not organic. I dude, That guy is a total snake. Politics is a really gross game. So it's like if you you know, it is what it is. But I'll, I'll find a, I'll find that part of the Roseanne thing. That's interesting. Someone said, "Now nah, that's just the Israel lobby. It's possible. Like, part of me thinks that Viv- I, it was just because Vivek was getting attacked by the Israel lobby, so they kind of, like, looped me into it. It's a possibility. Um, but also, it just felt weird. Like, it felt like he was, like, helping me, but not helping me. Like, you know, it's just something, like... Something felt off about it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't on it. But he, he might have not been. It might just be the Israel lobby trying to attack him to make sure he doesn't like step out of the boundaries. Since he's so new to politics, like you know, they already got Bobby Kennedy, they already got Trump, they already got DeSantis, they already got everybody but Thomas Massey. So it makes sense if Vivek's gonna throw his hat in the ring that they need to like attack him every day of his life until he caves. So maybe they just caught me up in that, you know? I'm not gonna like throw false accusations, but I wouldn't be surprised if he, if it was like in on it, but I don't know. Someone said Vivek and Candace are besties. Here's the thing though. I'm not a petty person. If Candace likes Vivek, that's fine. I, you know, I have a lot of mutual friends that like Vivek. I don't hate the guy. It's just like, I don't want a pharmaceutical hedge fund guy to run our party after COVID. And I, I wanted someone to give him a real interview. He's a very likable guy. And that's what Republican politics is. It's a giant hangout. It's, it's like high school for adults. So that's what that, like, if you can network, you could do well in politics. Um, but here's the thing. It's like, if you're a real friend of somebody, like I like Candace, you don't try to micromanage who they can and can't be friends with. You understand? She works for Ben Shapiro. That's fine. Uh, she likes Vivek. That's fine. Like, you know, I hate when people try to micromanage other people's friendships. Like you can't be friends with them. Cause I, I, I would, eventually like to be friends with Vivek one day, but it's like, I wanted to give him a real interview and I'd love to give him another real interview. And I'd love to give Trump a real interview. But that's the thing is like, most people don't do journalism. They, they're just like, they're just hanging out. Like, you know, even when Tucker Carlson did an interview with Trump, he didn't give Trump a real interview. Why didn't Tucker Carlson give Trump a real interview? Because he wants to milk the Trump economy, and he knows if he gave Trump a real journalistic interview, he loses access to the Dana White Trump economy. So he gave him a softball interview. It is what it is. It's just like, it's unfortunate, but I get it. Like, it's all about networking and social circles. And, you know, like these people are smart. They're, they're, they're doing what they have to do. And politics is an ugly world. You know, I wish these people the best. It's just like Candace can be friends with whoever she wants to be friends with. And, uh, it would be super douchey to try to like micromanage that. Um, And like, same with Tucker. Like I like Tucker. He likes a lot of people. It's just like, I guess, you know, there's certain people that you ask really tough questions to. And then there's certain people that you just have a podcast with, you know, and that's kind of the game that they're playing. And it's like, it's, it's cool. It's just like, it's not journalism though. And, And now like, now we just have like two sides fighting with each other. And, you know, So to be honest, I can't stand the world of politics and I would love to eventually just completely ignore it because it's, it's this weird, it's this weird cycle where it's like the left and the right are both lying, both sides don't care. There's too much idol worship. People think it's a sports game. They, they, they like trust these random people that cried on January 6th. They hate you for telling them the truth. And it's this constant tricks and traps. And it's one of those things. Like if you ignore it, like whenever I ignore politics for a day or two, I never want to go back. It's I mean, I like talking about what I'm talking about, but if I could just ignore it and never read about Ben Shapiro and Tom McDonald and this person and that person, and you know, it's like I, I would be totally fine with it. It's not like I need to listen to stories every day. And it's like, where is it really going? You know, like it's going to Trump or Biden. Like, you know, it's going to one of them and one of them's going to run the country and the stock market's probably going to go up over time. And you know, they'll probably start a new war. Maybe they won't. And, you know, hopefully there's not disease X or whatever. It's like I, I could easily just ignore all this stuff because I don't want to be a politician. I don't want to be I don't want to just network with people. I like friends. But, you know, if you're running for pre- like this is where I kind of draw the line, like what do I want to be friends with Trump? Of course. Like, why, why would you not want to be friends with Trump? He's like a legend. But if he's the president and he prints trillions of dollars and does operation war speed, no one wants to ask questions, it's like isn't someone supposed to ask a question? And then you ask the question and like people hate you for it. They're like, oh right, right, right. and it's like, you know, they're like, why don't you run for office? It's like, cause I am not trying to run for office at one point there was something called journalism like they used to do reports on vaccines and like why don't you make a vaccine it's like well that's you know mike wallace is a reporter he's doing a swine flu vaccine breakdown i'm not saying mike wallace is your best friend but if you ever if you ever could find the mike wallace 60 minutes uh swine flu vaccine investigative journalism it's amazing. No one's done a piece like that in the last 40 years. Like I, I don't like Mike Wallace, but he actually did journalism like that. That's what that was for. It was for hold the pharmaceutical industry accountable. You know, look at when the government messes up, when the government works with the pharmaceutical industry, you make a report about it. Like that's what I thought I was doing. But I realize now nobody like people don't like that. They don't. Uh, they don't want you to do that. Like they get mad at you for doing that. They're like, "How dare!" Like they want Tucker Carlson and Trump to just talk about John Daly and, and and UFC. They want Vivek just to hang out. Like and you know, to me, it wasn't a hateful thing on Vivek. It was just like, "Listen, my guy. You know, you're running for president, right? That's cool. Um, that's fine. But you know, we just we just had." a crazy lockdown pharmaceutical bonanza and you came from the pharmaceutical industry and as much as people got mad for me like nobody asked him this stuff not a single right-wing journalist that i saw even asked him three questions about his six to seven however many years in pharmaceuticals and how he got from the hedge fund to the pharmaceutical industry and what he did and you know like like looking into his stuff yeah i could have been nicer but it's like why why do i have to do that you know and if I do it, what's my what's my reward for doing it? Do I get rewarded? No, I get the uh, media calling me anti-Semitic, publishing my full name, Vivek, calling me far right and them trying to ruin my life and call me an anti-Semitic blogger because I gave Vivek a real interview. Like that's, that's what you get in this world. You don't get money for it. Everybody hates you. Both sides rain down on you. And you realize that there is no right and left wing. They're two wings of the same bird. But people don't want to believe that. It's like uh, they just want to play along they want to pick a character so it's like who am i to you know it would be like me complaining about tom mcdonald and ben shapiro why would i do that i make my own music i make my own content there's nothing wrong with them making a song i don't have to listen to it so with this it's like i don't necessarily care because i've had a billion views i have millions of followers i do believe that what i'm doing is going to last the test of time and i'm not uh I'm not playing the victim. It is what it is. I'd rather get called that than be a liar, you know? And honestly, if you read what I said, it's like uh, you know, I'll apologize when I'm sorry, not when I say things that I believe or or, or make commentary. So, it is what it is. It's just like where do, where do you go from here? I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like how to navigate this situation because it's it's like I wouldn't move to San Francisco. I don't like San Francisco. I think it's gross. I think liberals are terrible at running cities. So I don't go there, you know, and it's like I don't complain about it every day. Once in a while, but uh, you know, I've I've identified that I just don't want to live there. I kind of just don't want to live in the political realm. I like doing what I'm doing, talking about it the way I talk about it. But you know, where is it going? I don't really know. I you know, I think I, I think I've made an impact. I think I've had a positive impact, and I think there's a lot of things that I do that really help. But I, I, I'm good at following trends and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering like where this actually goes and if it's even worth it, you know, like, cause if I didn't have to do this for a week, it, it would not be that hard for me to like not pay attention to any of this stuff, but it's also fun to talk about, you know, it's a good job. And it's just like when I, when I skied and then I come back to like everyone sending me articles, it's just like, oh, you know, like who wants to read an article who wants to like see all this stuff. It's like, I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of living in my own reality. Someone said, thoughts on Sydney Sweeney hotness. Can I look up who that is? Because I keep seeing it. Is this like a psyop or who is this lady? Cause everyone's I, like, I've never heard of this person. And then uh, I've heard the name like a million times in the last three days, like all over my Twitter feed. Is she like some plant or something? Sydney Sweeney is an American actress. She's in Euphoria. I mean, she's pretty, she's got a pretty face. Why Why is everyone trying to get me to like this chick so much? I don't get it, let me see. She's definitely like very, uh, very pretty, naturally. Why, like, well, yeah, like what's going on with her? Someone said, Anomaly, there's an article about you, it's terrible or untrue. Oh, there's a bunch, they did a whole like thing. on It, it's, it is what it is though. So. I'd rather them call me that than play along with them and be a liar and, and hate my own people in my own country. So I don't really care anymore, but I did for, for a couple of weeks. I definitely did care. Someone said she's probably a dude. Why is it? Why does everybody say that everybody, every actress is trans? It starts out and they're like, she's a dude. And I'm like, no, she, They're like Taylor Swift is a dude. I'm like, no, she's not. But then I like look into it. And I'm like, eh, I don't think she is, but there's a theory about that with everybody. Um, Reading some comments. What kind of other things do you like to talk about? I don't know. I'm not really trying to complain, honestly. This is a pretty cool job. And uh, I, you know, I don't do well in normal situations. So it's like, I'm not, this is not a pity party for myself. I'm just speaking out loud. You know, I'm not like, oh, feel bad for me. Are you kidding me? This is the greatest thing ever. Like, I, I'm allowed to like take breaks and do stuff and fly home and see my family, which I've, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, I, I've been seeing my family more and more and more and more. Because, like, having a flexible schedule, like, that's awesome. And not everyone in my family has that. No one does. So, um, what would I do? I don't. I mean, I like doing live music shows. I like doing live events. Um, I like sports a lot. But, like, I'm not going to be a professional athlete. I'm 34 now. So, I don't know. I mean, I just want to – I I want to be productive. I want to be helpful. And I, I want to, like, set myself well. So, I don't want to, you know – I'm not really sure, but I'll, I'll figure it out. And I, I mean, in the meantime, this has been, this has been great. It's just one of those things where I, I want, you know, I want to be productive and I think I have been productive and I think I have been helpful, but it's getting to this point where like things are going in, in- interesting directions. And it's like, I don't want to make the content I used to make, you know, like I don't, I just don't want to. Cause it's like, I used to make content like during COVID it was easy. Like that was straightforward before that, It was like I was defending Trump and talking about liberals and like, you know, but now it's like, I I don't, I don't see the point, you know, like I could do that and get millions of views, but it's like, why, what's the point? You know, like the left and the right, like, I'm not interested in the whole false paradigm anymore. I'm just really not. Um, We want your thoughts on Tucker and Cat Turd. I'm not going to watch that interview. Um, I'm sure Cat Turd is a really nice guy, but his head is so far up Trump's ass, he's like the ultimate like boomer, just chirping Trump talking points. Like I'd I'd rather I'd rather listen to Ben Shapiro rap than listen to Cat Turd tell me about his philosophy. Like, no offense. I'm sure he's a great guy. It's just like that's not interesting content for me. Uh, I don't want to watch that. Am I familiar with Eric July's commentary of music? I know who he is, but I'm not super familiar. I know he's like a metal artist and i like i know who he is but i don't listen to him nothing bad to say i'm just just haven't not familiar someone said you're evolving yeah i like you know definitely there's there's like different there's sometimes there's a fork in the road and there's different ways you could go so it's like i see what a lot of other people are doing i'm just not interested in it and if i'm not passionate about it i can't do it i can't i can't just do something that i don't believe in it's not really possible Talk, Anomaly never ran a campaign or went to a Demo-Republican convention, but he knows all the answers. Well, uh, what are you referring to? I, I never said I know all the answers. Never said I was a politician. It's just like, what, let me give an example. If the pharmaceutical industry, this is hypothetical, they do this to a lesser extent, but say the pharmaceutical industry gave $50 million to the Democratic Party and then $10 million to the Democratic nominee and 50 million dollars to the Republican party and 5 million dollars to the Republican nominee and i come out here and i say hey guys the pharmaceutical industry is lobbying both sides of politics right just generic obvious stuff i say that and people go what what does anomaly know about anything like they want to people like this guy they want to believe in the cosplay it's theater it's power rangers it's game of thrones they don't want someone to ruin their circus It's like, I'm not out here acting like I'm reinventing the wheel or anything. And I'm not out here claiming to know profound things that I don't know. And even when I am heavily opinionated on certain stuff, if it's not like a concrete fact, then it's like, it's just my opinion. I don't really care if you disagree, but it's like people like this, they they don't want to stop the show. They don't like, there's so much obvious things that you, you don't need to run a campaign to know but they don't want to stop. It's like they're addicted to the theater. You know, like they, they never want it to end. It doesn't matter. Trump could be 500 years old, long gone. His kids, like they never want to stop. They, they live in this world and they can't let it go. Um, What do I think of the Super Bowl colors matching the two teams for the past two years if it's Ravens 49ers will be a third year in a, a row? I didn't notice that, but I like I did notice that the Rams were the Ukraine colors. I thought that was kind of weird, you know? So I was honestly thinking maybe they would let Israel colors win this year, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I would have to look that up. I, the Rams won, and they were blue and yellow like Ukraine. So I don't, I don't think it would be the third year in a row that those colors are there. But you know, I, I don't know. I'm like on the fence about it. I, I think, I think it's real, but at the same time, if it wasn't, I it wouldn't even care. Someone said tunnel rights or trans rights. <laughs> that would be a funny shirt. You make tunnel rights or trans rights and just wear that around. Holy crap, that would be so funny. Dude, imagine just walking down the street with a tunnel rights or trans rights shirt and everyone's like, what? And you're like, it's important. You, you gotta be really be up to date on your activism. And it's like, are you okay, dude? Uh, someone said, has Anomaly heard of Alan Watts? Yeah, I have an Alan Watts book. I've absolutely heard of him. Uh, I'm trying to think what Alan Watts book I have. I don't feel like looking, but I have one. $20 from New Zealand. Thank you. From Ham Magnuson. What's up? That's a fire name. Thoughts on Samson. You both are the most honest rappers in my opinion. God bless, brother. I've never heard of Samson. I mean, isn't he from the Bible though? And then there's like Samus from uh, the game, video game. But I'm not, I'll, I'll check him out. I've never heard of Samson, the rapper. When is the James O'Keefe, Candace, and Anomaly play coming along? I don't know, but like when I hung out with James, uh, you know, he likes music too. So I was telling him, I was like, dude, it would be really cool to make a play. Like that would be a really fun thing to do. He was like, yeah, that would be fire. Because he's like, he loves like singing and dancing and stuff. So we we, we got along on that. I like James. I like him as a person. You know, he's a wild, he's also a wild boy. He does very crazy work. It's not, it's not my genre. I would never want to do it. But, you know, it's just what he's done for a while. But I do it would be it would be cool to make like a play i i i think i could do like like hamilton i think i could i could make like songs like that you know with the right musicians around me so i would love to do that one day but you need to you need to have like a good team you can't do it by yourself do i like tom mcdonald's um i don't hate tom mcdonald i i definitely he's not on my playlist at the moment but um I said it earlier. I think he's a marketing genius. I think he's a branding genius. I think he's great as an independent artist. I think he's a good lyricist. He's a good producer. I think he's got all the skills. It's just, I'm not like, and I'm not knocking what he's doing, but like, I'm not into like gimmick rap. Like you know, and, and he's, he's mastered it and I'm not, I'm not knocking it. It's smart. It makes more sense than not doing it. Why would you do a song that doesn't have a full package when a full package works better? It's just to me I've heard the same song 40 times now. Like I I used to show my friends Tom McDonald uh like 4 years ago. I'm like, "Yo, this is kind of fire. Like this is so sick." And then it's like he just kept making the same song. The same song, the same uh premise, the same like hook, the same verses, the same concept. He did the same concept like 10 times. So it's like how many times can I listen to the same exact song? But it's working, so it's like why, you know, why would he stop? I'm not telling him to stop. It makes total sense. It's just like I don't know. I would love like a different concept eventually, but it's you know he's not making music for me. He's and it's working greatly. Um, that's just as as an MC as a lyricist. Like I'm not gonna sit and say like oh my gosh he sucks or like he's a great rapper. He's a great lyricist he's a great producer. He's a great businessman. He's a great, uh, marketer. He makes great videos. Like he does everything great. Just artistically. I'm just not into it anymore. It's, 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 it's like, uh, the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again, over again, you know, like I'm just tired of it, but people are not. So it's like, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's interesting though, man. like, you know, it, it, the, the world is, I'm more interested in how things work than like even being, cause there's always something to learn. I think when you're hating too much, then you just like shut it down. But if you're open-minded, you could kind of learn even when you don't like something. Someone said, but he can't write a chorus. I mean, he does his chorus in his ways. It works, but yeah, I mean, I've heard other people say they don't like his choruses too. I don't necessarily dislike his courses. I just think they're all very similar, you know? But as a as a rapper myself, my my responsibility is to make my courses better, not talk about someone else's. But yeah, I don't I, I think I think he's just done the same thing so many times that it's like, I don't know. Am I gonna ever collab with Bryson again? Pro almost definitely. You know, we're we're friends, we both make music. I would say it'll probably happen again. Have I ever snorted cocaine? Absolutely not. That sounds terrible. And kids stay off the drugs and also just be very, just the street drugs. You got to just stop doing. I'm just being honest. Cause the fentanyl mixed in with everything nowadays, like you, you got to just not do any of that stuff. Um, check out Upchurch. I've heard of him. I'm not f- really familiar with his m- music, but I know he's doing very well. There's a way to make it. You just got to be consistent, persistent, um, with my music, here's the thing. When I only did music, I had, that's all I wanted to do. I never wanted to do this. But then once I did this, I did want to do this and I still like doing it. It's just like, I'm just po- the politic left, right thing is just annoying me. I like doing this. It's just, I I'm like trying to figure out what I want to do. Cause it's not talk about like generic stories all the time. Someone said the green stuff behind your head is killing me. What is that? It's like Ivy. I don't know. It's like, it's poison ivy you rub your face on it you're sick for weeks and i'm just kidding but um but in general it's like once i once i made money doing this and once i made a business around this i didn't feel the need to have to do anything you understand like when you're rapping i want to get signed i want to make a career i want to do this i want to do that i kind of made it you know so it's like once i made it i do like i just did three shows in front of like sold out crowds i do it you know what i'm saying but i don't have to go on tour uh and I don't know if I even want to go on tour, to be honest, because then you got to live on a bus and travel a lot. You know, I get kind of tired after a week. So it's one of those things where it's like, what do I want to do necessarily? I don't know. Like, do I really want to crush with music and prove everybody wrong? Kind of, you know, but then also like, do I have to do it? No. Do I have to drop a song every month? No, I could I could not drop a song in two years and I'll be fine. So it's it's been a freeing experience for me over the last couple of years of not having to do it because it's like when you make your business outside of music you're off that rat race, you know, like I was on the music rat race forever. And it's like, oh, I don't have to do it. If I drop a song, it could go number two, it could go number 200. I don't even care. It could get 100,000 streams or can get, you know, 10,000 streams. I don't care. So that's kind of how I've been. But I do kind of have a chip on my shoulder because I do, you know, I've been an MC my whole life. I'm a freestyle rapper. I'm a battle rapper. I have lyrics. I could I could come up with them on the spot. I think I'm good. So, you know, part of me does have a chip on my shoulder when people say you're not you can't do this and that. And it's like, uh, maybe I do want to flex on them. Maybe I do want to blow up, but it's not like I, I really have to like, Oh, I got to do this. It's like, uh, keep pushing me. You know, I like, I like when people say negative stuff. Cause that kind of fuels me. It's like, Oh, I might have to, you know, turn it on. but you know, to make a great song and to get a great marketing song, like this is, there's never been a time like now, like I, you're better off doing something crazy that people react to, you know? Like, let me give you an example. Sorry if this is gross. I shouldn't come up with another example, but I thought of it. Like, say I come up with like a a song that's like so fire, the rhyme schemes are good, the lyrics are good, the hook's good, but it's not about a topic that is like really viral. It's not gonna get that many views unless you collaborate with a big artist or have like good marketing. It's just the truth. I'm not mad at it. It's just how it works. But if I made a song called like Dildo on my head, I, like if you made a song and like you're literally like like some of these rappers be like i got a dildo on my head dildo on my head like that would like blow up more than like a great song because everyone would be laughing at it they're like why is that lady doing that or like what the hell you know they're like i twerk on my twerk i got poop on my poop and like it goes viral and everyone's like what the hell like but like 90 percent of people are making fun of it 10 percent of people like it and half the influencers will just dance to anything with a with a baseline so it's like you know, it's like, I don't like, what do you want in this world? Like, do you want attention? All attention's not good attention. Do you want money? It comes at a cost. Like, what are you willing to do for it? You know, like these are questions anyone has to ask themselves with me. I'm not like, I don't need anything that much, you know? (laughs) So it's like, it's just funny that I literally can make a song where I didn't even rhyme and it would get more views than like a great song, you know, unless I really thought through the great song. Um, Sometimes I am trying to think of a song that that does well. Other times, you know, one of my more stream songs like was Way Too Jack for the Gulag, which is hilarious because I never thought that song would get that many streams because it's a it's an obscure reference. That song probably has over a million streams on everything combined, but on, on Spotify, it has like two to four hundred thousand streams. If people remember when I made Way Too Jack for the Gulag, It was after Joe Biden won and everyone's like, oh, he's going to send us to the gulag. And I wasn't trying to be negative. So I was like, let's just get too jacked for the gulag. Like we got to get so strong that we don't even fit in the gulag. Like we got to work out and be fit. And I never thought that that song would take off because it's like, why would it? It's like no one even knows what gulag means. I almost kind of just made it for myself and my audience because I thought it was fun. And that song ended up being one of my bigger songs. Got like over a million streams on everything. Every time I like, you know, I've had like multiple women that'll just hit me up and be like, oh, that's uh, that song's amazing. I played it for all my friends. Like for some reason, women like that song a lot. I was like, OK, like I just I was just kind of messing around. I mean, the song's good, but like it's a. I'm way too jacked for the gulag. I ain't getting caught like it was a game of school tag. AOC want to put me onto the food stamps, but I don't want government to make the move yet. Can't decide if I want a blonde or a brunette pandemic flow. Like I'm coming out of Wuhan. I just praise Christ. Stay away, you humans. But if you want beef, I'm serving up the Hunan. Hey, way too fast for the gulag. I ain't... I don't even remember the rest of it, but like I, it was not even a, like everyone always asked me like, what's gulag? I'm like, uh, it's not for, you know, songs not for everyone, but sometimes that works and other times it doesn't um you know sometimes you make a song for yourself and no one cares (laughs) other times someone said you rap like biden talks come on jack i could probably make a come on jack song and that would be bigger too come on jack come on jack come on jack 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 Jack. but it depends like who the audience is like if you know i could make a song and like a top 10 rapper of all time that's on like all-time rap list will message me and say yo that's an amazing song and then some like boomer in Wisconsin will be like, rap sucks. I hate you. Or like someone named bear will be in the comments saying whack. So it's like, everybody likes different stuff. You know, it's like Ben Shapiro will hit number one on the rap charts. It's like, it's all subjective. I don't really take anything too personally, but it's like, I don't know. I like when people say things are whack. Cause then I just, I just will make something even better. Um, Who are my top favorite rappers? I don't know. I, I don't really have a list right now, but. I just have a playlist that I listen to when I drive. Got some bangers on it. Let me see. All right. I'm going to answer a few more and I'm going to take off. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless America. God bless the world. Thanks for hanging out. Appreciate you guys. Um, Yeah, I'll be doing some stuff for sure. And uh, I went skiing. It was a good time. It's nice. Nice drive. Nice, nice little ski. Didn't get injured. W's all arounds uh let me see just grew up in an immigrant town said ian experienced many dis- different national nationalities having a lot of the same characteristics many americans now are what i've recently heard coined as old mixed americans call it what you want to call it just make sure they got a green card am i right folks um Someone said Kanye is such a blank. He apologized. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's on him. His life, what he's doing. I'm not going to, until I see it, I'm not going to really talk about it. Forget the chip anomaly. Hip hop doesn't have to define you. It's not a bad thing. I'm just competitive. It's like when I play sports and someone's like, like I kind of have, I'm not, comparing myself to michael jordan but you know the way he had like a chip on his shoulder it's just like i'm a very competitive person i like to win you know what i'm saying i love competition uh so when people say things it's like it 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 fuels me it doesn't like make me mad it just makes me want to do better so no i it's i'm not like i'm not concerned what people say like if i play a sold-out show for 400 people and it's an audience that doesn't even know who i am and by the end of it they're cheering loudly and like clapping when when my name's announced i'm not concerned with what someone says on the internet about my skills you know it's like i know i've i've never once been like booed or anything even though i played in front of multiple different crowds in areas you know it's not easy to rap necessarily and i'm not like complaining it's fine but like when you're at a rock show people are not there for rap, you know? So like you rapping at a rock show, you're kind of like, you got to be good or, and you got to have a good show or else people are going to be like, why are you rapping at a rock show? You know, like it doesn't always translate unless you're good. So, you know, I've had no, I'm not, it's not a negative thing. I just, I like competition. So when people say you can't do this, you can't do that. I know I can. And also I've been rapping since I was like, 10 years old. Like I'm a good MC. I think I could, I, I think I'm one of the best lyricists in the world. You could laugh at that. You could think it's cocky. I know I am. I know i I, 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 I've, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I've done. I know what I haven't done. So everyone's opinion of me, it doesn't matter. I I I could battle with the best of them. I could be a battle rapper, like all these battle ra- I could have been that. I tried to be that and they never let me be that. I had millions of views on YouTube when I was 20 years old and I used to ask King of the Dot. And these people that are these big battle, I said, "Hey, let me let me battle rap." I could, and uh," you know, they never let me do it. So then I blew up and got bigger than everybody. So you know, I know what I'm capable of. And when people don't believe me, I do it anyway. You know how many labels told me I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that? Or it's like, it means nothing to me. It just fuels me. I'm like, let me have it. Then I'll go write a classic song. Don't worry. Anomaly versus disaster. Now disaster would kick my ass. First of all, me and disaster are friends. I love disaster. Also, he's like one of the like he I, I could compete, but like he's been doing it for 20 years now. If I just hopped into it now, he'd eat my lunch. But as far as if I would have got in, if they would have let me in when I was 20, 21, et cetera, I could, you know, it would have it would have been a real spectacle. But disaster is one of the best, man. And that's that's my friend. So said Anomaly gets mad a lot and leaves quickly. Honestly, not every time I leave fast, I don't get mad. Like sometimes people will be like, oh, your comment ruined his stream. Sometimes I'm I'm, I'm looking at like uh, markers, you know, like I'm trying to keep it under an hour. So I, I leave quickly because it's like 59 minutes. I see it and I run. Other times I have interviews or stuff to do where I have to leave. But very rarely do I get mad and leave. When I leave, people think I got mad a lot of times. But it's just me like trying to cut the stream off because who wants to listen to a two hour stream? This is insane. You know, I'd rather keep it under an hour. but yeah, no. Disaster's the goat. I'm not saying I could beat Disaster in a battle. I couldn't. I'm saying it. When I was 20, if they would have let me on, I could have been a top five or a top 10 battle rapper, absolutely. But to me, Disaster is like the, uh, the 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 Michael Jordan of battle rapping. Like he's he's like the Eminem of battle rapping. But I like him better than Eminem. Like he's like, you know, he's 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 the one. He's the best. He's his rhyme schemes are insane. His flow, his passion. We're, it's crazy because he's my favorite I think he's the best battle rapper of all in the last 20, 30 years now of all time. It's not been around that long and we're friends now. you know he's been on my stream we've talked. so it's like you know that says a lot too. like people can have opinions about this and that, but it's like if the greatest people in multiple professions are, are fans of my content, you think I care what other people say. It's like I have some of the greatest athletes of all time, greatest musicians of all time, greatest lyricists of all time that like my news analysis, some that like my music. It's like I don't I don't take it personally, but I do I am competitive. I do use it for for fuel. Do I like Harry Mack? I don't listen to him, but I know he's a great freestyler and I you know, I think he deserves all the fa- fame and credit he's getting. He's really good with the freestyle and a freestyle is is a talent. You know like a lot of people I'm I'm like freestyling with words, but not rhyming. Harry Mack is like a genius freestyler. So it's like a lot of people can read things. A lot of people can write music and do this, but who, who can come up with it on the spot? That's really what podcasting is. It's freestyle talking. Harry Mack has mastered freestyle rapping and he's getting really famous because freestyling is awesome and it's another level of skill. Oh yeah, you can rap, but can you come up with it on the spot? Can you talk about my shirt? Can you make a, you know what I'm saying? Can you make a rap about what I'm wearing? Can you can, can you impress me with things that I know that you didn't write down? It's a it's a awesome it's a awesome craft. I love freestyle rapping. So yeah, he's great. I'm not like a huge fan, and I don't know anything. But from what I've seen, I get why he's big, and I I I, I, I there's he deserves it. You know, it's just I haven't gone down that like uh, rabbit hole. Remember Biz Marquis? Of course. Just a friend played yesterday when I was at Big Bear. You got what I need. I mean, that hook is amazing. You see what I'm saying? It's it, like music is all these things. Like Biz Marquee, that beat and his like his uh, personality and his lyrics. It was a story, and then the "Just a Friend" hook. Like that's a hit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a smash hit. I can't. You know, it's hard to explain why. It's not the most lyrical song you've ever heard, but the the personality, the story, and the relatability. It's like that's a smash hit. Yeah, Biz Marquee's the man. Someone said, you must have one heck of a vocabulary to freestyle on current events. Absolutely. God is great hoodie is my favorite top quality. Thank you, Rusty. I appreciate you, my man. Yeah, these these are, uh, I think we're all out of the dream rare ones, but these hoodies are seriously like my favorite hoodies. Like that's, you know, everyone has a style, but I get the most messages on the hoodies. People are like, bro, that quality is fire. I was like, thank you. Someone said at least daylight red pills like crazy. Yeah, daylight is daylight's the man too. He's very obscure. He's like a genius wild boy, you know, but I like battle rap. I like hip hop. I like, uh, you know, I'm just not that interested in modern hip hop. It's just like, I don't, there's not that many new people that are like really impressing me, you know? I feel like, doesn't everyone say that at a certain age, though? Like, am I just getting old, you know? Like, you talk to somebody in their 50s, like, yo, listen to this rock song, and they'll be like, Rolling Stones are better, Beatles are better. And they're probably right. Beatles probably are better. But it's like, you know, it's like, I'm, am I getting old? I'm just like, ah, oh, this new rap, or, or is it just getting dumber? I swear it wasn't always this dumb, but maybe it was this dumb, and I was just dumber. I can't tell. It's like, twerk on my twerk. I got a shirt. Look at you, squirt, squirt, squirt. And you're like, mm. And then you got like these like female rappers. Like I saw someone's like boyfriend was like his face was in her butt at like an award show. And it's like, what? You know, like I don't know who this is for, but it's just not me. I don't know who this. (laughs) I don't know what the target audience for this is, but it's not me. Um, And that's okay. So what can you really say besides that? Someone said pop is dead kind of but you know things are just evolving it's it's possible it's just people got to figure out how to market it and you know they like to me if you want to do it you could do it it's just things things are changing out here kids the kids today are too stupid to write music or lyrics uh here's what i will say though as dumb as like everybody seems people are getting better at everything like i was watching uh like snowboarding and skiing and uh you know any extreme sports like that they're all getting better so it's like the average person is getting weaker and dumber but these savants like they're getting better at surfing and like all these things like with like the great are getting greater it's just the median is going lower so if you're if you try at something you can actually succeed nowadays because although there is a lot of competition it's like and maybe the medium is, median is falling you know in a lot of sports a lot of like there are really really great people so it's like you know but greatness doesn't always shine through in music. Like it's like gimmicky, like, you know, clicks. And if I ran a website, this is just business, right? If I ran a website, clicks equal money, literally. Uh, There's differences because depending on the genre, the ads are not as much. And you know, there's little things that are different, but overall clicks equal money. If you can get a million clicks, you're gonna make more than if you got a hundred clicks. That's just how it works. But there's a little bit of nuance there. So that's, you know, that's the world we live in. If someone sexy red or ice spice or Takashi six, nine or Ben to Brown, you know, if that's getting more clicks, that's going to drive more revenue. So then people are incentivized to do that or people are incentivized to write about that or to react to that. And it just is what it is. You know, I can't explain it. I, I you know, I think you could hate on it, but then even the hate drives the profit. So it's like, you got to watch what you give your energy to because, you know, that's just kind of how it works also. So they don't mind when you hate, like they don't mind if you hate on Trump, they make money off the hate of Trump. They don't mind if you hate on Takasi 69 or Lil Xan or something like they run those ads because they know they got face tattoos and people are going to click on it and have an opinion whether they like it or hate it. Um, that's kind of how it works. I can't, Fully explain it. Uh, I don't know if it's good or bad for society, but it just is what it is. Can I really complain? I got a billion views. I have millions of followers. How hard can I really complain about it? I did it my way, like Frank Sinatra said, and here I am. It could be bigger, it could be smaller, but it's like there's been times where it got this and got that. To be honest, like I know how to get more views now. If I make, if I sat here, and I made three Instagram reels and TikToks every day. Guys, I could get millions of views a week still. It's not like I fell off. Go to my Instagram page. I have a bigger Instagram page that's more engaged than like 99.9% of people. My Facebook is booming. It's just like, I don't care as much. Like I, I don't, I, I, t- I'm i just gonna be honest with you guys. I don't necessarily want like a lot of attention. I'd rather like build my business properly and be ethical than, than like get money. Like I, you know, I wanna get into like UFC commentating just for fun as a side thing. But I don't know if I could ever make money in it because the main ad is gambling. Everybody sells gambling apps. I like to gamble sometimes, but I would never sell gambling. I think it's immoral, and I would never want to be the reason that someone got hooked on gambling. So I would never do it. So how can I even be? I can't even be in that profession. I don't know a single fighter or MMA podcast that doesn't sell a gambling app. I wouldn't do it. I'm telling you, I will never do it. I don't care if they pay me a million dollars, a billion dollars, a trillion dollars. I'm not selling gambling apps. Uh, so I can't even work in that industry. You know, it's like, but it is what it is. You know, it's like, I, I guess I could. It's immoral, but you partake. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's like, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would like sell like getting wasted or something. I mean, you know, but it's like I drink sometimes. Yeah. I absolutely partake, and it is immoral. Yeah, that's that's the gist of it. Did I drop a three hundred and sixty nipple twist? What what is what is that even? Is that a sex move? Is that like a snowboarding move? Whatever it is, I I didn't do it. Um. Someone said, "Anomaly seems to have good ethics and morals." I try. I just I don't know. I I. I don't want to just like sell anything i just feel like we're doing it you know like hey guys buy this thing i don't even like and then it's like for what a couple thousand dollars i'd rather just not you know i'm not desperate but i do want to make money though so if anybody wants to sponsor with me dream rare biz.com d-r-e-a-m-r-a-r-e biz.com dream rare biz i do social media consulting i would like to do at more advertising it's just i'm very picky so if i work with you you'll know that I actually like you and I actually like the product and I'll sell it to my ability. I did a, I'm just gonna, thank you. uh, Brody said you're the definition of base anomaly. Love you, man. Appreciate you, Brody Alexander, AKA old young boy. Thank you. Um, I worked with a mushroom company that sells mushroom extracts called Lifecycle, L-I-F-E-C-Y-K-E-L. And uh, you know, I I made an ad for them. Uh, I know the CEO, he's cool. And uh, I've taken the products. I mean, like a lot of people like the, the mushroom stuff. A lot of people like lion's mane and reishi and there's all like, you know, and I've actually heard about them. So I didn't feel weird selling them because when I hurt my foot this is a true story. I lost like, I mean, I like stepped on a spike and it went through my foot like a cart, like a garage spike literally went through my foot. It was insane. And my athlete friend who played pro basketball he told me, "Yo, take Lion's Mane." There's you know, take Lion's Mane mushroom like capsules or whatever. He's like, "You should try that for that sort of stuff." So I'd heard of it already and like I also drink chaga sometimes. It's like a cappuccino with chaga mushroom in it. So I already know these things. Like a lot of people like them, some people don't, whatever. Um, you know, I made an ad for them on Instagram and I sent the ad to him and it was like kind of an ad. like it was like I was I was basically like not forcing people to buy it. I was just like A lot of people like them. Here's what they do. If you ever thought about it, check out Lifecycle. But I said, know your own body. And, you know, I was basically like, take it if you want to, but I wasn't like demanding people take it. And they sent it back to me and they were like, hey, could you like sell it harder? And I was like, no, you know, I don't, I don't really want to, you know, and it's not because I don't like it. I've taken the products, I'm I'm promoting it. I don't promote that much. So people know. But someone commented, they go, this was the least addy ad I've ever seen in my life. And I think I'm going to buy it because it's like you're not like forcing on me. And I'm like, all right, well, it worked on one person, but I just can't like I don't you know, and I'm not going to say how much I made for the ad, but like I'm making decent money for just one ad. But it's like I got to do it my way. I don't know. I, I can't like oversell it. But like I like all these things. I've taken them. I've heard great things from most of my audience. I know that most people already know what they are. So instead of like treating everybody like you're dumb, I'm smart, here's what it does, do what I say, it's more like 90% of you have probably already heard about this stuff. If you haven't, go research however you'd normally research and make a decision of your own to do it. And if you don't do it, don't do it. But if you wanna do it, Check out this brand because they're cool with me. You know, like that's that was the way I ran the ad. At first, they said like they didn't like it, but I was like, I'm not that's it's either that or nothing, you know, <laughs> like and that's that's me, uh, a, 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 like possibly losing a good amount of money over something that small. Like, most people don't do that, you know, they're not those type of people that I'm that guy, but I believe that people will take what I say seriously if I'm that rather than just like, here's. 10,000 things, you know, like here's 10,000 things that I'm selling that I don't even believe in. It's like how much, so many of these big Instagram accounts, they're making a million dollars a year, but they're the, the, the people paying them aren't making any money because no one listens to them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know how they're doing, but like, that's just who I am. I can't do otherwise. There's another company. I'm not going to say the name. They offered me a good amount of money and a percentage of their sales. And I went to their, I went to their website and I looked at the ingredients, and I said, "You got some trash ingredients in some of your stuff, and you shouldn't be giving that to people." <laughs> and I don't, and I don't want to be part of it, you know. And they probably hate me, but it's like that's how I feel. Um, anomaly, would I work with PBD? He offered he offered me a contract. We negotiated it, and it didn't work. So I was debating, literally working with him. He offered me a contract, and then it fell apart for one reason or another. Would I? under the right terms i tried to make the terms right in my opinion and and you know he it wasn't right for him i don't know why he told me that it wasn't the right time or whatever and in to to their credit i mean i haven't seen them hire anybody else new. i think they have a good team together and you know patrick's a pretty young ceo i mean he's he's in his 40s i think he's not very old for how well he's doing I would guess that it's smart for him to just like stick with the guys he's with for now because you know he's got a group of people that he's he's familiar with that are loyal and you know they spend a lot of time together so maybe it just wasn't the time for him to expand his roster or maybe what i wanted what he wanted were two different things but you know, I have nothing really bad to say about that, but I do want, I do want to be on the podcast. It's like, if you could, if you could almost hire me, you could have me on the podcast and I don't need attention. I just, I'm, I just want to, you know, say what I want to say. Cause I don't see a lot of people saying it. So we'll see. Someone said UFC doesn't embody the values of martial arts. I mean, I think in some ways they do, but Dana White's an interesting CEO I like him but you know he's you know he, he's a mover and a groover not everything he does is you have to agree with but uh let me see this is like a three hour live stream or something here's the thing. It doesn't make sense to go long this live, but it's I, I just like to like I'm here now. This is not pre-recorded. If I make a pre-recorded video, it's like here's the points that I'm, I make. The points I recorded, I edit it. It's cool and it's actually like easier to watch. But it's like it's not real. I don't like it as much. You know, I don't hate it, but it's like I'm talking to myself. This is like real. I'm really here right now. So it's like yes, it's too long. I, I don't know how long I'm gonna stay but I'm enjoying being here right now with whoever's here. And then whoever watches it later can see that it was a real moment. Everything I'm saying right now, I'm on the clock. This is not edited. This the, I can't chop it out. If I make a mistake, I'm done. it's kind of, you know, I've made mistakes before where I'm like, shit, you know, it's kind of scary. You're like, I didn't mean to say that. Sometimes you say the wrong thing by mistake. You never made a mistake talking. This is why I don't talk shit about Trump or Biden messing up speech anymore they both mess up Biden more than Trump, but I mess up sometimes. So it's like, can I really make fun of an 81-year-old who should be in a retirement home? If he messes up once a week, that's not bad considering how much he's talking. And like Trump says like Pelosi and, or he says like Nikki Haley instead of Pelosi and the last like I'm like, I've learned my lesson. I'm not making fun of either of them over that. I'll make fun of them on other stuff, but it's like I'm half their age and I probably fuck up more than Trump and Biden. So it's like, I better... I kind of just did then. I said the F word. I really shouldn't say that. So, you know, that's a real conversation. Rusty said, "Anomaly's been ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent right." And I've been watching this since two thousand eighteen. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm like soap. They say it's ninety nine point nine percent effective getting rid of the bacteria. That's, I guess, that's my my stream. It's that same effective rate. Um, would love to hear you and Jay Dyer chop it up. I got to check this guy out because people keep uh, telling me about him, but I, I've heard the name, but I don't know. I, I, I'm i not familiar. And I'm sorry. I've said that like 10 times. I just I haven't really seen any of his content. Would I do a Bud Light commercial? No. I, one, no. Two, I... I don't think I would ever sell beer. I don't know. Like I I literally drank beer last night. I you know, I went to Big Bear, um hung out with some people, went out, got dinner. I don't drink that much, but I but I do drink sometimes. I'm just not like an addict. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not an alcoholic. I do it very rarely. I'm not against beer. I literally drank beer yesterday. Uh I just don't know if I'd sell it. I don't know. I just feel like do I really want to sell beer? I don't, I don't know. If, if something feels wrong about it, I don't want to sell gambling. I don't want to sell beer. Someone said you know exactly who Jay Dryer is. See, you're gonna like pretend like I'm pretending that I don't know when I do know. And you can't even—you're not even spelling his name right. You know, you said Jay Dryer like a washer and a dryer, so you—you you can't even spell. But uh, not—I've heard the name. I've heard the name. I. Listen, there's people I'm more familiar with. Like I'm I'm just not. I've heard the name but I can't tell you a single stream I've ever seen of his. If I've seen I've seen a lot of edgy stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff that I, you know, it's just like his I haven't. It's like Harry Mack. I think Harry Mack's a good freestyler, but I've seen like two videos and they were like 4 years ago. Like I don't I'm not up to date on his stuff. Like just, I'll tell you if I am. I've seen crazier stuff than that. It's just his stuff I haven't. I'm not saying he's crazy. It's just like, I don't, I, you know, it's like, it's not like a secret that I'm pretending like I don't know if I really wanted to like not talk about something. I would just not read the question. Like say I didn't want to say his name or I didn't know, or I didn't want to admit that I really knew a lot of it. I'd literally just ignore the question and be like, I don't want to talk about that right now. But the fact that I keep reading it, it's like, um, it is what it is. Someone said Jay Dyer is high academic level on conspiracy stuff. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of this one guy. Like, there's this one guy with the last name Dyer. Oh, Wayne Dyer. Yeah. Well, like, Jay is obviously different, but I know Wayne Dyer. He he's like he read Tao Te Ching on YouTube, but also he does like positive motivational stuff. Um, that's why I was like tripping me out in my head. Someone said ignore the trolls, bro. Well, this is the beautiful part about the live stream. It's like. Everyone can talk. I'm not like, I don't consider that person a troll. They just don't believe me. It's not Like I could be like, you're a troll, go to hell. It's like, but he's probably just a guy who literally is like, oh, Anomaly's lying. He doesn't want to admit he knows who this is. Like I, I don't. I, there's a lot of other people that I do know that like, you know, it's just, I don't really know him that well, sorry. You should go on Mixed Bag with Made by Jim Bob. I know who Made by Jim Bob is. I don't know who Andrew Wilson is, though. That's his co-host, just being honest. Have them name one thing you got wrong. We'll be here till tomorrow. Thank you, Rusty. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm sure there's things I've gotten wrong and said wrong. It's just like I don't – I'll just correct it or admit I was wrong. I don't – Some. Some people will like triple down on it. You know, they'll be like, well, when I lie, it's different because I'm a patriot. And you're like, "Okay, bro, whatever you got to tell yourself, (laughs) like, you know, I've literally seen I'm not going to say who I kind of want to, but I won't. But I I, I saw somebody that like they literally got a story 100 percent wrong. Right. Let's just put it this way. They're a Trump supporter. They're a conservative. They're a Second Amendment patriot, whatever. They totally messed up. Everyone called them out and they were a hundred percent just like factually wrong. They just messed up. Not a big deal. Right. This person's like, well, I mean, I might've been wrong, but because I'm a Patriot, technically that person's bad anyway. And it's okay that I'm wrong. And it's like, bro, like some, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, There's, there's a lot of that going on where it's like, I'm not saying you're a bad person. It's just like, if you can't even admit you were wrong, It's a red flag. It's like with a spouse, like a guy or a girl, you know, if you're dating each other and like someone's wrong and they can never admit they're wrong, that's like a huge red flag. It doesn't work long term or like you run into a, you know, like you got to be able to, you you could be stubborn. You could be wrong and not admit it for a while, but like eventually you got to just be like, all right, if you were wrong, you shouldn't apologize if you're right. But if you were wrong, be like, all right, that happened to me, uh, like in the last couple of months with, with a woman, like we were doing something. And I was literally wrong and I was being like annoying about it because I thought I was right. And then I figured out like 30 minutes later that I was like literally wrong. And I was like, I'm wrong. I was wrong. You were right. It's probably your favorite thing to hear. So enjoy it. And and like they were pumped. But I was like, I was wrong. Like, you know, imagine figuring out you were wrong and then just like never admitting it. That's like psychotic. You know, it's like it's it's okay, You know, Like just admit it. So when news hosts can't do that that's what i think of mike lindell i don't think he's a bad guy i think he's like a genius salesman former like you know like he's got that like i'm gonna do it right like wild boy crackhead energy which is cool but like i don't consider him like i wouldn't go to mike lindell for like truth because i think he's the type of guy that he's mastered the art of like selling cheap products but also or expensive products that are so good i'm sure they're great whatever you know, amazing. I'm sure they're made from the finest, whatever. It's like, but like in general, it's like when he's right a lot, but when he's wrong, he'll never admit he's wrong. He'll be like, well, I'm right about other stuff. So I'm right. I'm a good patriot. Like these type of people annoy the crap out of me. Like he said that he was a hundred percent sure that Trump was going to be in the white house. And he said that like in January, like a hundred percent sure you can't say 90% sure, or 80% sure. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm a, 100% sure that this is a notepad. Like that's 100%. You you shouldn't say that if you're not 100%. But like he's the type of guy to do that all the time. And but people like it. It's just for me I don't. I'm not I'm like same with like Lynn Wood. Lynn Wood wasn't wrong about everything, but he was wrong about a lot of things and no one like everyone loved Lynn Wood for 5 months. And it's hilarious cuz you see like the maga circle, they love Lynn Wood. They, they they yell at you for disagreeing with Lynn Wood then linwood does something they don't like and then they spiral and say he's a traitor and a benedict arnold and they always knew he was a rhino and it's like that's the cycle of maga it's like obsess over somebody get tricked spiral say that they tricked you it's like this weird victim loop of like just tripping over your own feet you're like no nope, it's the deep state it's the deep state you're like all right bro like at a certain point though you could also do something better no but like from, from november to january lynn wood was just like firing off like fake articles and people were like oh obama at the vatican it's like no it's a fake article like it's not real and, and then people get they get more mad at you for pointing out that conservativebeaver.com isn't a real website They're like, how do you know oh you think you know everything it, it, cnn would never post this and you're like you can lie to yourself if you want to lie to yourself but you're lying to yourself I know that you're lying to yourself and one day you'll know that you're like, why? I don't understand why people like it's just so weird. Like everything Lynn said what like he said, a lot of right stuff, but he also said a lot of wrong stuff. But people can't differentiate that. They have this like weird loyalty. Like I posted something one time where I posted some like Tesla hit piece because I thought it was like a viral story. And everyone started commenting, "Yo, they're just trying to make Tesla look bad. It's not as serious. Like it's just an update. They're trying to act like it malfunctioned." And it was true. It really was an exaggerated headline to try to make Tesla look bad. And I don't even like Teslas. I'm just I don't like any, those type of cars. But uh, I took it down. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "No, it isn't. Ex- it's I don't need to share it. This is not a bombshell story. They're kind of exaggerating. Like that's the type of guy I am. I'm like, I'll take it down. You know, it's not." Other people are like, I'm I'm lying, but it's good when I lie. It's like, because I'm a patriot. You're like, all right, dude. Uh, Ham Magnuson said, sincerely a taxpayer by Samson. I recommend you'll dig it. Independent mullet having white boy from the Ozarks. Well, I am a fan. I am a fan of mullets. So, you know, if you say it's a white guy with a mullet, to be, you know, actually anybody with a mullet, like obviously I like white guys with mullets, like, you know, Australian guy with a mullet, Theo Vaughn. Sounds like a good time. But even like if someone's like, no, it's a Mexican with a mullet or a black guy with a mullet, then you're almost like, really, I, I really got to see this. So I'm coming to the conclusion that obviously white people wear mullets more than other races. However, I, I do support any mullet, any mullets out there. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not racist when it comes to mullets. What can I say? I'm just a diverse mullet guy. It's like Afros. It's like you can have an Afro if you're another race. And some people do. And some people naturally have Afros, but you know, there's a certain race that has Afros more. It's just the way it is. You know, can you say that anymore? Can you say white people have mullets on average? (laughs) Could you imagine I'm at like Harvard, like sweating? And I'm like, so I uh, (laughs) did my senior report for some reason on hair styles and (laughs) it's like sweating. And like your teachers like got glasses. She's like, you're, you're like, um, <clears throat> so I, I do, I do pattern recognition. And, and, and then like, as soon as you say pattern recognition, they all look at you like the presses, they are ready to call you names. And you're like, and I've just gone over the analytics and I've just come to the conclusions that on average, you know, mullets can be found in other ethnicities, but you know, white people predominantly have mullets at a rate of 95%. <clears throat> And then you're like in Afros and they're like are predominantly found among African-American, you know, (laughs) they were like you, that was the most racist breakdown I've ever heard. They're like, you're hired. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I used to have a mullet. Actually, I could find old pictures when I was young. I used to do cowboy line dancing. I was like a little cowboy. I I had a mullet. Listen, you see my hair now. I always had a crazy hairstyle. I just, I don't know. I don't know how to have normal hair. First I had a mullet when I was young. Then I buzzed it off and had a little flip hair. Then I just had like a bowl, like Beatles hair. And then Justin Bieber came out and ruined it for everybody. And then I just did short hair again. Then I did long hair. I just, I'm like, I'm constantly having a character spiral. I don't know who I am. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, someone commented the other day, they are like, anomaly i found a i found a picture of you when you were 18 years old you you're changing your hairstyle and it's like he thought that was like a bombshell like i changed my hairstyle like i'm trying to be a different person it's like bro do you go to like boomers and look at their like 70s hairstyle they're dressed like the bgs and they're like you dress differently now i hope so actually i hope not because 70s was awesome but it's like yeah boomers don't have the same hairstyle they did when they were like 24 in 19 when they wanted to look like barry manilow and freaking like you know barry white from the Bee Gees or whoever you know it's like that's your big bombshell that i had different hair when i was 19 like the th- people are funny you're like yeah that's that, that that's a real gotcha moment it's like am i i can't be the only person that has a different hairstyle uh someone said watching you update you were talking two hours now so the top headline i need to wait no, it's the opposite. You're actually too late and you got to rewind. I think you could rewind live now on on YouTube. You got to rewind to get to the top headline. I love when people come in at the end and they're like, "Oh, I got to just It's like I get it. It's a little annoying, right? There's a headline, you you click on the video. You know, it's nighttime, you're trying to hear it, and then and then it's not there. It's kind of like it's kind of like if the NFL, if like there's a game, right? and then you tune in with like two minutes in the fourth quarter and you're like, where's the first quarter? And it's like, it already passed, dude. Or or like, you know, you're watching an American idol marathon that lasts three hours long and you're like, well, what happened in the semifinals? It's like, you missed that moment. I'm not, you know, it's okay. You're welcome, but to be here, but it's like that moment has come and gone. You know, you're watching a live segment that's been on for a long time that, uh, you know, that that's, that's past the moment now. Um, Someone said, go Browns. The Browns are not in it. All right, I'm going to make my NFL predictions, which mean nothing because I just don't even really care that much about the – like, you know, I'm a Giants fan-ish, and they're not in it. Lions 49ers, Chiefs Ravens. Hmm. Ooh, Chiefs Ravens. That's a good game. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes. He's just a great quarterback. You know, that that, that guy – his wide receivers are dropping passes, but he just knows how to win. Defense is stepping up. Pacheco, good, good, good running back, runs hard. <sighs> I'm going to come back to that once. Lions, 49ers, you got Detroit, rough times over there in Detroit. You know, things have not gone right for a while, but they're going right right now. You got the Lions, you got Jared Goff, you got two running back format, you got I'm a I'm a St. Brown or whatever his name is. He's 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 nice on the wide receiver. You got Josh Reynolds in the in the cut, you know, and then you got the 49ers. You got Brock Purdy. Nobody thought he was going to be that good. But, you know, he turned out to be better than people thought. But there's still doubters. There's still haters. You got, you know, Mr. McCaffrey, running back, you got a white running back. We haven't seen that in a while, folks. You know why people are all over the place on the field, running back. You know it's been a long time since we've seen one of them boys out there really running hard. So you know you got to watch out for him, Christian McCaffrey. Father's Ed McCaffrey. I'm gonna say the the 49ers are gonna win and go to the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say that the, the Chiefs upset the Ravens. I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna have to say it, but you know if not Mahomes throws a few interceptions that defense clamps down you know Lamar Jackson is who he says he is you know easily that one could go the other way but that's my official prediction Chiefs over Ravens in, in, in a fun one 49ers over Lions you got to go with Taylor Swift if she's there they're going to want her there that's that's bringing some eyes to the super bowl let me know what you guys it that's my uh, that's my attempt at being like an NFL could could I do that could I be on like ESPN and be like Chris McCaffrey that man, that white boy, he really runs. So they look over like Stephen A. Smith. It's, Come on. That's racist, yo. And I'm like, listen, I'm just observing these things. Uh, can I interview Rasa from Rafa from Woo's News? I don't, I don't know who that is, but I'll check it out. Or I won't check it out, and I'll constantly just not know who that is until you tell me. But, you know, I always say that. And then, like, by the time this is over, I'm exhausted, and I, like, don't check it out. I'm like, I'll look into that, and then I don't. So, I mean. Someone said a black famous dude with a mullet. Oh, he has a mullet? Well, the chances of me looking that up went up 50%. Having a mullet is good marketing nowadays, you know? You have a mullet, you're like, yo, who's that guy? You're like, whatever, he's got a mullet. You're like, and eh, that might make some time. Thank you, Iskran. Appreciate you, my friend. Someone said, I just found out 49ers beat Green Bay. Yeah, you know. I like sports, but the NFL is kind of cringe, but everybody still watches it anyway. I don't know. Can we make the NFL not lame again? I get bored out here. It's like, you know, I got to, I got to, I'm a man. I got to watch some sports sometime. My bad. Sports news does say that about McCaffrey. They say he's white. Really? They're like that white boy really running out there. I mean, there's a lot of white quarterbacks. There's a lot of white offensive linemen. There's a lot of white wide receivers. Before Christian McCaffrey, I felt like white people just didn't do running back anymore. Like, you barely saw white running backs. And if you did, they were, like, that third-string guy from, like, the Patriots. I forget his name. But he was white, like, Whitehead. I think his name was literally, like, was his name Whitehead? Dude, they just named him Whitehead. That's kind of racist. They're like, white boy, what's his name? Running back? I'm pretty. What's his name? Nah. Danny Woodhead. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I thought his name was Whitehead. I was like, "Yo, that's a crazy last name." You're like, "What's what's that white boy's name?" Whitehead. Okay, now Woodhead, Danny Woodhead. You know, he wasn't like he wasn't even a starter, but like before that, you just didn't you just didn't see them Caucasians out there running at running back. And then you know, Christian McCaffrey came out. He changed the whole game. Now now you got white people popping up all over the place. He he done made people confident again. Now you got you got darn near white rappers you got you got white boys playing like safety again you know it's like the whole game's changing you got jocic he's just like you know a serbian superstar he's like one of the best people of all time he barely even cares like he doesn't want to be there and he's like hitting threes at seven foot It's, it's a crazy time you know anyway That's why I would never be on ESPN. I just wanted to do like a 10 minute segment. So if I ever, if they ever wanted to give me a job, they could use that against me in the future and take it away from me. I just wanted to get that out there. So, you know, if, if ever I get that opportunity, I'm trying to lose it the day I get it. All right. God bless you guys. Appreciate you. Have a beautiful day. I'm out. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Enjoy yourself. Uh, don't, don't go too crazy over the news. And, uh, don't stress out too much. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff. There's, there's, there's an economy for stress clicks and definitely reactions and stuff. So just don't, uh, don't let it bother you that much. You know, there's always two options. If you could do something about it and like solve a problem or something, then you could try to do it. But if not, you, you can't just like freak out over it all the time. It doesn't, there's no point in doing it. All right. Appreciate you guys. Hey, what's going on my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, Stay blessed, long sleeve. God is great, long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States, handpicked by me. patreoncom talk For five dollars a month, you can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the Dreamrare.com shop and patreoncom talk So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com, so check the links below in the description, or just type in on any browser stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it, because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week, it's annoying. So I don't do it. Stay in touch with me.com. It helps me take back some power away from big tech. Telegram t.me slash dream rare chat or at dream rare chat. Due to censorship, I post all my live stream and videos there. Sometimes I have some bonus content and I try to give people a heads up when Facebook or YouTube won't. rare Chat at Telegram. My Instagram is at dream rare. Thanks for everybody following there for shorter content. And dreamrarelinks.com. links.com, that's dreamrarelinks.com, has all my stuff. My podcast on Spotify, Apple. Apple, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at DreamRareLinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.